Hi, everyone, and welcome back to the Wrestling Rehab Up podcast. I'm your host, Mari Forth, and with me, as always, my co-host, my tag team partner, the Matt Scott to my Mari Forth. Wow. Mr. Matt Scott. Oh, wow. Wow. <laughs> official tag team. Wow. We're a tag team. We're like a yes. tag team, tag team, tag like team Like a now. real tag. I feel like we've seen each other in person enough, enough now to, yeah. to officially say that we are a tag team. And we, we've been training and we're going to get in the squared circle. Yes, that's our big announcement. That's that's our New Year's yeah. resolution. Have a, yeah. have a match by the end of the year. Welcome back. Happy New Year. Yay. Happy tag team. Yeah. Happy wrestling. We're just happy to be here. Everything's yes. positive. We love it. Marty, how's it going? <laughs> Matt, it's great. Game. No, yeah, we um we've been gone, y'all. <laughs> we're, we, we're coming back from our winter break. Yeah. Uh, you know, sorry, sorry, we left y'all hanging there. Uh, For the we record, knew we were, we yeah, knew, we, we knew we were going on break. <laughs> we just didn't want to break it we to didn't. you. Yeah, we didn't want to tell you. Which We're is, not good at that's saying goodbye. Our issue. That's yeah. our issue. Not and yours. It's not your fault if you have abandonment issues because we. <laughs> <laughs> didn't tell you we were going to be on break but we knew and it was a good good December off good time to yes, enjoy the was. holidays to we ghosted all of our listeners yes uh, yes yes gave yes. everybody and complexes we did lots of complex the complex complexes even yes uh huh look at that it's <laughs> so deep wow look at that um yeah well i mean we'll probably take well we will take a break again at some point we probably won't tell you just to mess with you all we'll, no. we'll work you but this we've you know, learned from our mistakes yeah. we did get some people reaching out to us like are, are you okay like, yeah like, there were people like, who were concerned like yeah are you guys done what happened did you have like did you did you like have a fight at SummerSlam and and I didn't hear that, but I, that's what right. I imagine people said. Um, yeah, we got exactly. dozens of emails asking us dozens. where we were, um, tweets, everything, um, mm-hmm. and we're back. And yeah. we miss each other. Except, yes, I feel like it hasn't been that long since we've talked. Yeah, I don't know about other. on podcast, Patron <laughs> Mafia or po- Podcaster Mafia. Podcaster Mafia. We're not, yeah. we're not talking about that. No, we are not. Um, we're not. No, don't no, watch no. that. We, Mari and I, are <laughs> Podcaster Mafia. Please don't watch it. Horribly embarrassing. <laughs> we were for in it for a long, long time. <laughs> not a good performance. Yes. Yeah, so exactly. So we will let you guys know next time we go on breaks. But we, you know, it was the holidays. We both wanted to spend time with our families, get a much needed break from wrestling because unlike the WWE and AEW and all the wrestling companies, we need breaks. We and we need hiatuses. Yes, yes, exactly. We, did hiatus and we took our hiatuses. We've we taken t- many we hiatuses. And we're yes. on season season four now somehow. Some Look some sort of seasons. Who's counting? Not us. Kind Not of. us. E- even though we just kind of. I yeah. dropped your number. I'm sorry. It happens. Yes, it's okay. I'm sorry. It's all right. Happy, um, to but be we're here. Back. Happy New Year. Yeah. Well, Marty, the main we're... thing is we're back, and we're we're better than ever. We're gonna try some new things. Uh, we're gonna back. ask for more feedback. And I'm better and, than well, okay. Ever. We don't want to get yeah. demonetized. Oh, uh, sorry, yeah. that's for uh, just shout out to Eric Bischoff, who I know is a loyal listener. Um, <laughs> Love you, Biggie. Oh, sorry, I, I don't not Biggie, but 
I call him Biggie. It's our friend thing. Sorry, oh, okay, Mark. sure. Yeah. If you say so. Yeah. Um, but we have a, a wonderful guest this this oh, this week. Oh, we have a guest. Yes, we do. Well, we have damn. Look at that. Should I introduce our guest? I, I think you should. Okay. Um, even though I don't know who it was, uh, <laughs> making his way to the podcast, hailing from the capital of the Philippines, he's a voiceover artist, podcaster, radio DJ, TV and events host, writer, frequent flyer, known for his work on the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast, the longest-running weekly episodic Filipino wrestling podcast, On Deck with Stan C., now steaming a Snoy podcast, and his role as WWE's Tagalog announcer from Manila, the thriller, the voice of the wrestling people, and the wrestling wrap-ups, number one, Stan C. <laughs> That is a great a introduction, my friend. Thank you so much for having uh, having me back. It's it's great to just be back here and to kick off another season of the wrestling wrap up. Man, let's do this. Yes, yeah. and we couldn't have done it with anybody better. I mean, literally, we got Stan in the building. We're mm. back to talk about a crazy week of just championship swapping shenanigans. Uh, shenanigans uh, but we do got to talk about some news yes. uh, we can't even keep up with everything that happened when we were away so we're just gonna go over what just recently happened yes we got a lot of um comments and tweets and emails asking us to talk about the nxt 2.0 um releases guys we're tired we are tired like we we've already talked about the releases at this point there's not much more we can say the difference is um these releases were more of the the back, the behind the scenes corporate releases in NXT 2.0 and it came right after like New Year's Evil so um, a lot of it is like it feels like old regime the old regime is out the new regime is coming and it's 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 intriguing it really is yeah. um, I think I think when they said NXT 2.0 they said 2.0 and I'm not really mad at it because I've been loving NXT 2.0 I, I said it right before the break so I'm I'm ex- excited to see where that new brand goes and if some of the old guard you know I, I want to see I want to see where this goes and unfortunately yeah. William Regal did get released but he had a great um, tweet that he sent out Matt, yeah. Wanna, um... yeah, and I, I saw this just yesterday and I, I loved what he had to say because, you know, as as fans, especially as fans who talk about wrestling or think about wrestling so often, I think we just kind of get caught up in like, oh my gosh, releases again, we're, we're so angry and upset, but William Regal posted, thank you to WWE for a wonderful 21 year run. You gave a lad... <laughs> I thought, oh, I love this. Oh, I love him. Mm. You gave a lad who was happy and in Wonderland wrestling on a carnival. Have some, okay, look, there's some typos in here, but basically he was saying that he had a charmed life for 21 years, no complaints, and please no one waste time replying as I won't have a bad word said against the company. I will add that WWE saved my life in 1999 when they didn't need to kept my family fed and took me all around the world. You have my gratitude forever. You allowed me to live a charmed life. And I, you know, I really appreciate this because, you know, you're like, no one is guaranteed their, their, any, none of us are guaranteed our jobs, right? And, and the, mm-hmm. the roles that we have and nothing lasts forever. And, and I think something that's cool about this is just appreciating like 
the experience and the time that they had as as tumultuous as some points might be for for certain people and you know i also would say that like corporate restructuring is a is a thing and and clearly ww is really committed to um you know, to the shift to not only NXT 2.0, but like the shift to what that all means beyond NXT. And so, yeah. you know, I'm, um, I'm starting to kind of, uh, like not even accept the releases, but just realize that like, you know, expect them. Yeah. Not, and, and even beyond that, just like appreciate that, like maybe on, on a, on a positive note, there will be like less, uh, less people sitting around frustrated about not being booked or not being used or not appreciated as much. And maybe they'll be able to put more time and energy into the people that they're keeping. Um, mm-hmm. You know, maybe the people who will be there will be paid more, all that fun stuff. Who knows? But I, um, I don't know. I feel like something even about our break kind of put that into perspective for me a little like, huh, okay, let's see I where agree. this goes. Right. Give them the benefit of the doubt. I just yes. want to say something about William Regal real quick. So yeah. um, a few years ago, uh, the WWE actually came here to the Philippines to do a scouting trip. And at the time, I was affiliated with a local promotion. And I was one of the people who was really uh, putting this scouting trip together for the local scene. And I was really praying that William Regal would be part of the contingent they would send over. Uh, he was not, unfortunately. But uh, who, who was part of that trip was Canyon Seaman who's no mm-hmm. longer with WWE as well. Yeah. And uh, Ryan Katz, one of the names who was part mm-hmm. of that latest batch of releases. So uh, Ryan Katz is probably most known for being the guy in the Villains' entrance video. Remember them? Uh, there's this one dude <laughs> with a megaphone who would, uh, who would like announce them in. Uh, so so that, that's Ryan Katz. He's actually a producer oh, wow. behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. And when he was here, he was the one taking video of all the local wrestlers who were performing for the WWE scouts. And Ryan Katz was the guy who was super amiable towards the local talent, really telling them what they could have done better, what they should have focused on, what WWE is looking for at these scouting trips. And uh, by all accounts, from what he posted and you know, all the wrestlers and staff members who uh, said good things about him following his departure from the company, he's a stand-up guy. And I'm really happy that I got to meet him because it's a great snapshot into the inner workings of WWE. And then you know, to tie that into my own experience right now. Uh, and when what you just said, Matt, nothing is guaranteed. And the yeah. fact that all of us can sit here to be where we are and to talk about the sport, this industry that we all love is uh, it, it really does put things into perspective. Yeah. yeah. For, for me, if there's any worry, I'm, I'm, I'm not too, um, you know, a lot of people are like, Oh, who's going to scream more games and like William Regal. Like, left. <laughs> what I'm more afraid of is like William Regal was like the top, talent scout so like him leaving and and his discerning eye leaving that's the most scariest thing to me but you always just got to trust that they they have somebody backed up and i only say that because you know they're william regal uh helped get sasha banks into the company so like that's what i that's what i'm like man you are you you know somebody who who can scout talent like that is gone and, and that always feels like a loss but yeah um yeah so uh, we wish the best for all of the releases. Uh, Tony Storm also got released. Uh, hope she's doing better. Um, I, I don't know the circumstances of her release. Yeah, and, and it sound it sounded like just to clarify, I don't know if it was confirmed that she requested and and was granted her release, but that's that's what I what I what I heard. So, mm. um, you know, she was able to to get that space. It sounds like she wanted that. So. Yeah, that's kind of I, what I've heard, but we don't know anything really, truly about it. Um, other than I, I will say, 
Mm-hmm. What, what's up, Mari? No, just I think we said like, especially with all of the other releases, like the good thing about wrestling right now, it's just so many places that you yeah. can wrestle. Well, I mean, ROH just kind of closed too, but you know, the industry is thriving yeah. right now. So hopefully th- these talents can kind of like uh, bounce on their back, back on their feet. Well, I think that the thing I, I was, I was just thinking though, too, one, yeah, I, I think that that's something that's really powerful is that there are options for talent, especially as we are, get to this point that's post pandemic, but also to this point, well, we're not post pandemic, but as right. we get there, as we get there eventually Never. one day in five years, <laughs> yeah. um, as we get to a point where people are able to have more events. And then also as we're, we're unfortunately at this point where there are so many people who, um, were released, but now looking for work, which is amazing. Like, who knows what will spring up if there'll be new promotions and new opportunities and like Ooh, new yeah. life in either the indie scene or, or other things there. So, I mean, I think that it's positive from uh, what I could say about Tony storm that I know is that I watched, um, I watched an interview that she did with, I'm blanking now because this was like, two weeks ago, which is basically like five years in, in, um, <laughs> in, in panorama and panorama yeah. time. Yes. Um, but yeah, it, it, but you know, I, I think that, you know, there were challenges, like she was saying that it, it is frustrating at times, you know, when, you know, when things aren't going exactly the way that you want. And again, it's like kind of the theme, maybe the theme of what we're saying in the news segment, like nothing's guaranteed, but you could go other places and find other opportunities or take a break and take care of yourself. And I'm, I'm, I'm happy that that's how the, the story's going. I hope that she's doing especially well, because again, it, it sounds like it was her choice. And um, I, I really hope that people are respecting that. And, you know, we'll see what happens with her, where she ends up and um, goes, but you know, who knows? Maybe, maybe we'll see her in the Royal Rumble. Yeah, ex- exactly. Because uh, <laughs> apparently, anybody can be at the Royal Rumble. Oh, uh, we did get some for better or worse. Well, yeah. Okay, wait, not anybody. I mean, no. Okay, Mario, so are you they- going to be in the Royal Rumble? Are you in? Oh no, I can't. I can't tell you. I can't tell you. Um, I mean, there's still like ten, fifteen spots open. So hey. Yeah, exactly. Um, so we did get an announcement for some Royal Rumble entrances, uh, mainly for the women. We got, I, I didn't even count, but it, it seemed like a good portion of the women they, they announced. 19. Which, yeah. 19. Oh, wow. Uh-huh. Okay. Yep. Um, and I mean, some of them were shocks or surprises. Some people were mad. They're like, oh my God, why would you tell us? I'm like, guys, like of the 19 in there, about like, 12 of them you knew were going to be in it. I like mean, Shana, I love Alina, that they told us. Naomi. I love that I they like told us. because Mainly for the reason of like, you told us and anything could change. Things could change. But I mean, well, we could talk through a little bit of who yeah. different people are announced. But like, I just like the fact that it's announced, which kind of guarantees it more for It seemingly to me would guarantee it more for someone. Like when I think of Summer Ray, for instance, Summer Rae, um, yes. I, which I'm like way That's more awful. happy than I expected to be yeah. about Summer Ray um, returning here. But I was actually just watching an Instagram live that she did at like er- early this morning. So it, what she was saying is she was up like on Twitter, on Instagram, like responding to messages and just checking things out she until early in the morning. And she mm-hmm. was overwhelmed with the response. Mm-hmm. Didn't expect it to be as positive as it was because, you know, 
people on Twitter, especially are <laughs> yeah. what they are. Um, and it wasn't going to be announced from what she said. And then it was announced, which was amazing. And so she was worried that she'd been gone for so long that she didn't know what the response would be, to be positive or negative. And um, she said that she's known for weeks. And so I, I'm actually, I'm like really excited to see her. And for, again, we'll continue a little bit through the list, but I'm happy that um, like, even if it's a one-off that these people could appear and like, it raises their stock. Mm-hmm. They charge so more they on Cameo. They could mm-hmm. like get more bookings, which is like a really positive thing. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. and I think it's so funny now. I think it's so great that the, the Divas era is starting to finally kind of get their due. You know, I think yeah. um, people are really starting to realize that it wasn't the girlies fault <laughs> that they were getting put in those type of, you know, inconsequential matches. You know what I'm saying? It was the direction of the company at the time. So um, there's more appreciation for your Summer Rays, your Kelly Kellys, and your Michelle McCools because people are like, man, they they did that thing um, when yeah. being you know limited in comparison to what we're we're getting now with women's wrestling. So I love to see when people like Summer Ray get um, her due like that. They also, I mean, let's not bury the lead here. They announced Mickey James, the current yes, in oh, yeah, Mickey. You want to talk about that? We've been talking for yes, so long. Stan, what was on. your reaction to that big news to the uh, quote-unquote forbidden door opening? <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, yeah. I was watching SmackDown Live on the East Coast yeah. feed here in Manila, right? And mm-hmm. when I was listening to the announcement, Pat McAfee mentioned Impact Knockouts champion Mickey James. I was like, holy shit! Did you just have a Freudian slip on live TV? And then when I saw the Twitter announcement, I was like, wow, it's Twitter official, which means mm-hmm. that you know I can talk about it on, uh, on commentary at the Royal Rumble yeah. and mention that she's with Impact right now. And I think it's a huge deal wow. that Impact is being recognized in the WWE. I think the last time huge. that an outside company outside of ICW or Progress on NXT UK was mentioned in WWE was New Japan when Gallows and Anderson debuted on Raw. That was six years mm. ago. Mm. Ooh, okay. Look at that. I'm yeah, so excited. I, yeah, I hope she too. stays the champion until then. Um I, they won't let her bring the belt. <laughs> that's why I was, that's where belt. my head was going. I know that. Well, look. Will they? Let's start. Like, I don't know how many candles you have, but we can start. Let's with start those, lighting like, candle circles. <laughs> and she's got to be Diana Parazzo first, right? Right. Mm. Wow. Well. Yeah, she does. Diana tw- tweeted saying, like, I'm going to beat her before then. I'm like, no. <laughs> like, I don't want that. Because and then Diana Frazzo takes her spot, maybe. I don't know. Maybe Diana Frazzo is also going to be in. Who knows? No, we don't know. No, I don't let's see not it. do that. I don't let's see that happening. Do that. Let's no. go back to Mickey. Um, yeah, <laughs> Mickey. Yeah. Hey, I, I love that the companies have also rele- uh, put out these press releases. Like, I don't know if you saw the PR from, from Impact and from Scott Demore. Like how uh, detailing how they really talked about this for weeks and wow. that they've been so excited to announce this deal. So um, it's really That's as awesome. official as official can be. Oh my you gosh. Know what? I think the thing that I, uh, I love most about this though is that, like, okay, we've been, we have like spent so much time over the last year thinking of and like seeing releases, but I wonder if we're going to see more stuff like this where people who've been let go and released or people who haven't been with the company for a long time for whatever reason come back and 
shine. Yeah. Like, and I, I hope that we get more opportunities like this. Like, who knows? Because there are 11 more spots in the Women's Rumble right now. Mm-hmm. I'm sure that those, that some of the, probably most of those will be from people who are on the current roster. Right. And some from NXT 2.0. But who knows? Who knows? I know. We might get some other people. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm really wondering if there's gonna be like a definitely a big surprise shock entrance. I, if I had to put my my money on it, I would say Nia Jax. I would say wow. Nia Jax. Yeah, only because like I, I still don't understand the circumstances of how her and the company split, and it she just seems such like a WWE like product. I can't imagine they can't come to an agreement to come back. There are so many options. I, yeah. I, from what it, I mean, you never know with wrestling because what's a work and what's a shoot. Like again, yeah. um, giving the example of uh, Summer Rae, who is like the, uh, who I like to think of as the crypto queen at this point because she's like big in the <laughs> cryptocurrency world for some. It's so strange. Oh, it's bizarre. No. I mean, maybe it's not bizarre, <laughs> I, but yeah, weird. Um, but anyway, like I think the thing that. Um, that she mentioned was like, I know on Instagram Live last week, I said that I wouldn't do it. I don't have time, but I was working you and that's what life's yeah. about. And so like, that's kind of the fun thing. We never know when to believe what anyone's saying. I think Molly Holly also like worked us on her appearance uh, a couple of years ago or that's so right. saying yeah. she wasn't mm-hmm. going to do it. So, you know, we're, I, I'm happy with what we have already. Maybe they just make it a 19 woman Royal Rumble. And, and we'll <laughs> well, we day. also got uh, Kelly Kelly, like I said, Michelle McCool, yes. which I'd just like to point out. I feel like Kelly Kelly and Michelle McCool have been in more Royal Rumbles than Charlotte and Sasha. They have. Like, yeah, that's right. Legit. That they have. Right. And I'm like, just come back and wrestle. You're like, I'm confused. Like, what are we doing here? <laughs> like, yeah, I think the Rumble's like the annual Michelle McCool and Kelly yeah. Kelly retirement time, right? Exactly. Yeah. Um, it's nice. It's nice. Like, I feel it's almost a question of like, who can't we bring? Well, I mean, they've been around and, and, uh, I want it Melina. does kind of feel Ugh. like Melina. Melina was trending so on Twitter I and know. I think people are calling for Melina to come back. And on a personal note, I just want to see somebody who will uh, get me so close to cussing on air. Like, that's what I want. <laughs> I mean, obviously, I can't cuss on air, right? I'm a cuss right. on the WWE network, oh but God. if somebody gets me to that point, I know they'll have done a great job of surprising me. I want Melina. I want a Melina and Naomi spot. Manifest, manifest, manifest. It could happen. Um, I mean, we saw Melina back, like, what was it, in 2019? So I think it was summer 2019. For a re- like somewhere, it was like a Legends edition of the, Raw when the twenty four seven championship was. Like, yeah, I think that was the, was the night like that the Kelly third, Kelly won it, and and uh, the thousandth episode or three thousand something yeah. like that. One of those milestones. One of those. Yeah, yeah. 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 So, um, for the men, we got the Mysterios, um, Street Profits, and then Johnny Knoxville. It, that was weird. I okay, whatever. No. What I mean, they announced know? it at day one. He made a video, right? He, yeah. he declared cool. his intentions at day one. Then they followed yeah. through on SmackDown. So, I mean, I guess he qualifies because he technically threw Sami Zayn over the top rope. So, I'll mm-hmm. give him that. It's the it's and the it's the I Drew guess. Carey spot. I'm okay. Thank with it. you. I'm okay with it. Sure. Um, <laughs> we we also got like Charlotte announced she was going to be in the Rumble, which uh, I don't like when the champions enter the rum- the Rumble personally. That's a me thing, um, because I feel like you, you should be defending that title unless you're defending it in the Rumble, which we know they're not. She's not, and I wouldn't want to see that either. But um, 
So Charlotte says she's going to be in the Rumble, which again, kind of, it doesn't make sense, but she's, she, every time it's been Rumble time, she's kind of been a champion. I think there's only been, there's only the two years that she wasn't a champion at Rumble was the two Rumbles that she went in and almost won. She almost won and then she won. Um, so she's, she announced she's going to be in the Rumble. We got Naomi, um, interrupting her. And asking for a title shot, which I love this. So I don't, I, I would love for Naomi to just face Charlotte at the Rumble, but maybe they're building towards a Naomi Rumble win to face Charlotte. Either oh. way, this was very intriguing. Yeah, I, I'm just, I'm just kind of powering through this. And then, of course, uh, Sasha, yes. Sasha Banks, um, Sasha got uh, injured in a match against Charlotte earlier this week. She tweeted out that she was. She was fine and she everything was all good. Um, but we didn't see her last night on SmackDown. Yeah, we didn't see her last night on SmackDown, so she's probably still resting up. And so, you know, you know, me, I want either a Naomi or a Sasha win. A lot of the internets won it. But um either way, I think this is a really good start for something here. Can you go back to Charlotte real quick? Because there was a yeah. condition no, we are going Smackdown. back. We're going back. Yeah. And, and, and Charlotte <laughs> said that if she were to win the Royal Rumble as SmackDown yeah. women's champion, she gets to pick her own challenger at WrestleMania, which I think so. is a very interesting wrinkle. It's interesting. So, you know, yeah. if, if, if you're into the whole New Japan G1 climax thing, that should be familiar to you. Because mm. the world champion in New Japan does enter the G1, which is like their equivalent yeah. of the Royal Rumble. And mm-hmm. if that champion ends up winning the whole thing, they get to pick the, uh, who challenges them. So, you know, th- there's something similar to that uh, little wrinkle, which I actually enjoyed when Charlotte said that. I was like, all right, mm-hmm. I like where this is going. I think that it's something fresh. Uh, it, it's not that similar to what Roman Reigns had to go through in 2016, if you remember that, when they did the whole um, one versus yep. all thing. Yeah. One versus yeah. all, yeah. But I'll also say, I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't mind her being in it. Like, I, I think that, um, I don't think that they really have anyone who's like, built up the right way to face her and be a credible um, opponent yeah, at they the haven't. Rumble. And so I, I like the idea of her being in the match because it could be the start of something something new, a new feud for her. So we'll kind of see how that yeah. factors in. Um, or she might win the Rumble. And I would love to see Charlotte Flair versus Charlotte Flair. I would love to see it. I would love to see her bumping around the ring like Ric Flair, except by yourself. by yourself. And the ref's like, Charlotte, you've been going on for 20 minutes. Like, could you just hang yourself and get this over with or get counted out? Um, I look, I'm since, since, uh, since Mari's putting out, uh, her, her Sasha Banks prediction. Oh, yeah. And. Please. And your Naomi prediction. I'm just gonna say, you know who I want to win? I want the one, the only, the queen of WWE's extreme, Amy Lita oh. Dumas, to win the Rumble. I'm seeing it this year. I think this is her year. She's really, she's come back. She's tried. I know, you know, she had to shake off some of the rust. I'm trying to think of it, like all of the years in the men's Rumble. Have they had a, like a nostalgia act win, uh, win oh, the Rumble? Win? <laughs> That's why I said like mm, no no you know? no no. I think the closest was like when Edge came back in 2020, yeah. right? Oh, exactly. Yes, That's yes, and yes, he went yes, really, really yes. far. Like he was the last guy eliminated, or the the, the second to the last guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, right? Uh, uh, mm, eh, anyways, yeah, <laughs> but he's still current. But yeah, like. Uh, I that'd be that'd be kind of cool. I just um, I think it's gonna be interesting. I, I think I saw somebody on Twitter say like I think they think whoever eliminates Charlotte is gonna be 
the one to face it. And I was like, sure. that makes sense. That's what yeah. happened. Hey, give me Aaliyah Brock. in that spot. Let her have her Maven moment. Ooh, and then Aaliyah. let's put Aaliyah into the main event. Why I want to see her jump and up that drop kick, like a Maven style drop kick and just knock and Charlotte That would be out. the only cool ending to this like story. If Charlotte won the Rumble and then she picked her opponent, she's like, oh, I'll pick little Aaliyah. Oh my gosh. You know, and talked oh, down no. to her for two months. In order for that story to pay off, you would then mm-hmm. have to have Aaliyah beat Charlotte. But that's Why a good story. Yeah. Oh, no, you, no, you don't. That's a great story. You don't necessarily do it? need her to beat Charlotte. Like, it could come. No. There are lots of no, ways they could do it. This no. <sighs> Mari. I don't want to see it. Now, I don't there's a lot it. of time between now and the Rumble and WrestleMania. Yeah. I, I think they can uh, make something happen. Hey, uh, uh, Mari, you're repping Sasha Banks and Naomi. Uh, yes. Matt, I acknowledge your personal connection to Lita. Uh, but I <laughs> will <you>. acknowledge <laughs> yes, my personal connection to Ate Shotzi Blackheart. Uh, I, I got a rep. Fellow Filipino, right? Uh, yes. Shotzi also declared to be in the women's she rumble. Did. If there's anyone I'm going to put money on, I got to put it on on Shotzi. I love Shotzi. I okay, really well, do wish they kept mm-hmm. her face, though. Um, I did not understand them turning her heel. So I would love to see. I would love to see her win, and I would love to see her go on. Even if they have to just turn a tweener, something. I don't know. Nobody wants to boo Shotzi. I don't want to boo Shotzi. So I, I don't want to boo Shotzi. I'll do it for like, her. <laughs> I'll do it, but only because it, it, she wants me to. You know, yeah. it's that type of thing. Um, All right, we got to keep it moving, y'all. Like this is just too much fun. We, I'm excited. I'm excited for the Rumble. Um, it's yeah. gonna be awesome. It is, and, and it's just great talking with Stan, of course. Um, so uh, we did get an email. We, we got well, a few, but we're gonna point out this one. <laughs> yes, we got any, we have millions of emails, but we're gonna millions. pick out this one uh, from our friend and faithful listener Kenny, who writes. Kenny. Who writes? I love this. This is my favorite start to an email. Why? <laughs> Why did Brock Lesnar win the WWE title? I get that Roman was sick and it made sense to put him in the five way because the fans came for him. And then he adds in parentheses, hopefully Roman makes a full recovery and his health is restored. Mm-hmm. But as a fan of Raw, I am very upset. They were building this beautiful storyline on Raw. And now in Kenny's words, not mine. It means nothing. I just started watching WWE in October. I think Kenny started rewatching WWE in October from what I understand. And we were talking about, you know, how, like how so often, like we as fans, we, we have what we want and we don't get it. And um, now Kenny sees what we mean and was also mentioning that it appears a lot of fans were happy that Brock won the title, mm-hmm. but he doesn't understand how people could like it. I'm a fan of story and building characters, but this destroys everything they're doing with the storyline of Big E, um, KO and Seth. Ugh. Yeah. So, <laughs> Sorry, Kenny. Yeah. I feel it. I feel it. Yeah. yeah, no, and we'll, and uh, we'll definitely and thanks, get into that. Yeah, mm-hmm. thanks for emailing this because I think that's a, an interesting point, and I mean we'll talk about this as we we go along. But yeah, the yes. the whole we're talking about day one today, as you can imagine, and yeah. um, this is definitely uh, one of the biggest headlines out of that. <laughs> Yeah, we just want to thank Kenny so much. He said uh, we were one of the reasons that he got back into watching wrestling um, and that he uh, he appreciated us. So thank you so much, Kenny. We really loved your your email and all the nice things you said um, to us uh, and about us. Uh, but um, we also yes. just wanted to take yes. a moment uh, to remember yes. uh, Sean Tucker. So Matt? 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, Sean Tucker, for as many of you who are listening and who are part of the Rob Hissa podcast, for half community probably know, um, was a wrestling fan and someone who pushed for RHP to have a wrestling podcast for a long time. But unfortunately, um, after experiencing some health issues, passed away on January 1st of this year. And um, last night, actually, so that's Friday, January 7th, Rob has a podcast and um, Rob Sesternino himself hosted a stream to honor Sean and his memory and what I thought was cool is that like you know I've seen Sean in our job as a squad cast group posting mm-hmm. and like starting conversations and commenting but um, this was cool to really get to know him and learn about how he loved to play the online reality games and apparently won like 200 plus games of Secret H, uh, which a lot of people were playing and still play. Um, and he's also, again, I mentioned active member of Job as a squad cast. He, he had a favorite match, which was HBK, HBK versus The Undertaker in Hell in a Cell in 1997 when Kane debuted. And I just also want to give a special shout out to Brett, who is part of this community, I'm sure listening, um, who joined the celebration to talk about Sean and also Ashley, who mentioned Sean's yeah. wrestling fandom as part of the, the stream. So if you are a listener and, and you know Sean or want to learn more about him and kind of join us in celebrating his life, um, I've actually included a link to the, the stream which is unlisted but um I, I asked for permission we were able to include it in the in the um, playlist of clips so mm-hmm. it's at the end of the playlist if you want to watch and um and learn more about sean and i'll also post that in the job as a Squadcast facebook group so um you know it's it's uh it's sad to sad to lose him but i think um it, it was amazing to hear like the type of person he was and uh, glad to know that he loves what we're doing and that uh he would love that we're recording this podcast right now yeah uh, our condolences to sean tucker yeah. and his family um uh if you want to reach out to us yes you can... i'll also say i want to i, I want to oh, sorry point, as you like transition into that no 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 i as you transition into that like reach out to us, um, get in touch with us. I think uh, one of the lessons that I personally took away from the stream last night was just that like, it's, it means so much when we reach out and in t- are in touch, like don't hesitate to DM us, to email us, um, to tweet us, to comment and tag us, to reply to us. Like we'd love to hear from you um, when we're able to do more stuff in person. We'll love to meet you all. But um, yeah, just like, we're we're here we're a community we're in this together so feel free to reach Mm -hmm. out exactly exactly um so you can email us wrestling at rob has a website.com um you can uh follow us on twitter at wrestling wrap up on twitter you can also follow uh, me and matt on twitter at mari talks too much at matt scott gw of course like we said uh you can join the job has a squad cast facebook group uh the unofficial official uh, Facebook group of our RHAP uh, wrestling fanatics. That's, yeah, that's, that's a, that's a word. That's a word. Um, <laughs> yes, exactly. And of course, um, we want you to subscribe, subscribe to our uh, podcast feed at Rob has a website.com slash wrestling feed. If you type that in, it'll bring up all the options on where you can subscribe to us. Please subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. Yes. Uh, so that we can hear you can hear us we can hear back from you you can get you know you can rate and review all that good stuff um 
<laughs> hopefully you're looking at our faces. Beautiful faces. Beautiful oh, faces. Kind of slightly sad faces here on YouTube at yeah. Rob Has a Podcast. On YouTube, just search Rob Has a Podcast Wrestling Wrap Up and you find us there. Whew. All right. There, um, there it is. Uh, let's just go into a quick ad and we will be back to talk about the highlights of the week. Okay, so um, it's time. It's time to get into it. I mean, I can't believe we've already been talking for 30 plus minutes and haven't even started. Jesus. Uh, this is our new I, leaf was to like shorten stuff up. But we are starting. on a bad No, track. we started, Mari. That was the start. And I think, honestly, we are on a bad track. That, that was a pretty good start uh, mm-hmm. from you and, and Stan. I don't know how I did. But, you know, mm-hmm. I, I, I thought you were going to do a Vader reference there. I thought you were going to say it's Vader time. And um, I'm kind of disappointing that disappoint that you did it. Well, why didn't you? I, I don't I don't know. I, so I, I can't hold the you. comedic weight here. Okay, so um, next time. <laughs> so as usual, all the highlights of the week can be found in our description, um, our description box and show notes below. Um so let's just get into I mean this week, this this week has just been so interesting in the wrestling world. We saw a few new champions get crowned this week and I am it was like, they were like, new year, new us. All the companies, <laughs> like, just new champions, new this, new that. Um, so we have to start off with the day one uh, pay-per-view, or excuse me, I'm sorry, a premiere event. That is the... the <laughs> no, the let me name. correct you right there. It's a premium <laughs> live event. Premium event, sorry. sorry. <laughs> yeah, premium Mari. event, okay. Thank you, Sam. Premium, Thank you for no, 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 Pre- Mari. Premium live premium event. Premium live event. When they kept saying that, I was like, huh? Like, <laughs> and then I was like, oh my God, it makes so much sense because so the Finally. only way you can watch it is if you, yeah, if you're subscribed to Peacock Premium, which I, I was, I was subscribed to regular Peacock. And then one day I looked up, I was like, wait, I don't have access to WWE. And then so I had to trick my dad into upgrading. And I think he just kind of <laughs> forgot. Like we use his, like we use his sign in. I think he just kind of forgot. So I'm like, cool. <laughs> so like, I you're going to quickly have that yanked. Like, so you're going to just find that your account gets taken away. He's going to look up one day and he's like an extra $2. What is happening? Like, uh, <laughs> um, but so far, so good. We are still watching. Um, Overall, uh, it was a it was a pretty good uh, premium live event. Stan, what was um, how did you feel about the live event overall? I mean, uh, you know, we can't bury the lead and talk about how we were all blindsided by the news that Roman wasn't yeah. going to be able to be part oh of it, right? God. So that was a yeah. huge bummer. And so I think I was scary. having my coffee that morning, preparing for the show, right? And I had my mm-hmm. notes and all that. Mm-hmm. And then uh, we all read the news that Roman wasn't going to be there. So I'm like, crap, how do I try to incorporate Brock Lesnar into the Fatal Five Way and all of that? But when that match happened, man, it was just a glorious car crash. Like, however short match. it was. Mm-hmm. Right. It was like eight minutes something. And when it ended, uh, my, my partner, Carlo and I on the mic, we were like, that's it. It's over. It's done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was just like, it was just like spot after spot. I feel like it was, ooh, they, ooh, they like ooh. came out of the gate. It was, yeah. it was, and it worked because it was like, um, you could tell each man was like desperate in a sense. It was like, yeah, there was urgency. Exactly. Like you have to take take this person out, then we take this person out, and we gotta you know, it was it was really good, very well um fleshed out. I I love the whole uh Kevin and Seth teaming together. Cause I mean, yeah. come on, at this point, I know it's every man for themselves, but 
that's a lot of man meat in that ring. You need oh. to get rid of some of the, the these these guys. So I, I agree. Yeah, like big big E, big meaty men bumping meat. That's what that yeah, big meaty was. men slapping meat. Yes, yeah. exactly. So I, I I did. I love that the, the train wreck of it all. It was, too, Bobby, it was too too much meat for Big E to handle. Oh, okay. I mean, <laughs> my, what's the? Where's I mean, the that's lie? true. That's yes. true. And, and like Kenny kind of said, they they did a really good job of building the story about like Big E and Kevin Owens and Seth Rollins, and then at the last second, there, then like Bobby had to earn his way in becoming a, a face like Bobby was a face <laughs> like, yeah. I was like wait when did this happen like gradually and slowly that was that was pretty cool to watch yeah um, and I think yeah I think mm-hmm. the other piece of it too is just like the, the the whole dynamics are so were so strange here because like there's the whole weird thing between Biggie and Lashley and then mm-hmm. where it's like they're not friends but they no, yeah. kind of but I don't even know what to call that. I guess it was a, re- a relationship of necessity because yes. with with um, Seth and and Ko teaming up, they they had to team up. You know, they there were some tag matches I believe uh, on Raw before they won. Um, so it was it was a friendship of necessity. But then in the end, it kind of was a um, what what defeated Big E was he. He he stopped Lashley from getting the hurt lock on uh, Brock. He delivered a big ending to Bobby Lashley, but he didn't cover Bobby Lashley. Like I, I was like, no. As soon as he like turned around and tried to, um, I think he tried to do a big ending on Brock. Man, I was so mad. I was like, dang it! I, I wish he had, you know, if he went for the cover, kayfabe, then he would have he would have won. But he he wanted to take out Brock and and. Brock just got the best of him. I I will say I did not agree with Biggie taking the pin. Um, I did not like that. I was really like, dang it. But I get it. You know, after I get it, it's like, oh, Brock needs to definitively be the champion, blah, 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 blah. But it's really, it's really kind of, it really made me uh, sad for Biggie to go out like that with his reign. That was, it felt short, too short to me. But, um, but yeah, it, it it happened. Brock won. Yeah, um, I mean, I would also say though that like Biggie could have won in this under these circumstances, but also yeah. it totally makes sense that he wouldn't win. Like in what? I mean, it would almost be more strange if Brock didn't win this match because he has a little bit more time to mentally prepare but he's Brock freaking Lesnar like he's able to go in and eat sleep conquer repeat like just taking the gimmick into account you can't really um, fault Biggie for being beaten by Brock Lesnar right you know like that's the one thing if it was anyone else I think I would have more of a problem with it but in this case that's kind of where I'm like let's see where things go with Biggie I wonder what's going to happen next Will he win the Royal Rumble? Mm-hmm. I, I have to give credit uh, to Brock and to Paul Heyman when they reunited on Raw the very next night, and uh, they they spoke so highly of Big E. Like yeah. I thought, it really reinforced how they really characterized Big E as this uh, this this fighting champion, this he- uh, heroic character who you can easily get behind. I really appreciated that uh, when Heyman and and Brock he did a great job. Yeah, right. They they really put Big E over. So I really love that and. 
there, there has to be some connective tissue here. Remember three years ago, Brock was the same guy who defeated Kofi Kingston exactly. for oh. the WWE Championship. Then now he defeated Big E for the WWE Championship. And I don't know anything about booking, all right? Like, all yeah. I know is like, okay, uh, this is this is the show. Like, that, yeah. that's all I know. I, I don't know right. anything about right. Uh, right. whatever happens in the booking team. Um, so let, let's put this out there into the universe. What if mm-hmm. King Woods wins the Royal Rumble and challenges Whoa. Brock Lesnar to avenge the New Day? Oh my gosh, that'd be so crazy. Sam, <laughs> yeah, I don't know, I don't know squat, all right? But, well, yeah. let's, let's put that energy out there into the so universe. Crazy. Underdog story. I, just, I love that. That would be amazing. And even if it's, even if like we also get like Biggie running, uh, winning the Rumble and then also coming back for, um, Brock, we could do that too. But it's just like, it was just great. I love how that was a great point, Stan. Um, I just loved how Paul Heyman acknowledged what Big E winning the championship meant, yeah. which mm-hmm. is that that really got me. I was like, thank you, Paul, because that's all we've been saying. Like, you know what I'm saying? As black wrestling fans, we just talk about how that representation matters, how we all feel when we see a Kofi win, when we see a Big E win, when we saw Lashley win. You know what I'm saying? Like, and yeah. the significance of the WWE championship going from uh, Bobby Lashley to Big E, you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? And, and 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 Paul really nailed it with when he said how much that win meant to the lineage of the title itself. So I agree. I, I do think there's worse ways for uh, Big E to have lost his title here. Yeah. So, um, but it's so hard not to just you know get your fandom and, and be like so upset. But I, I didn't agree with a lot of people who said that they didn't really like Big E's reign. I thought, like Stan said, mm-hmm. he he was a fighting champion. He went out there and fought every single week. I do wish um, he had more than one feud. I feel like this, the Seth, the Seth KO, all this feud was all one yeah. feud that didn't really. He didn't get like multiple. I mean, it's a pandemic era. Time is a flat circle. I get it. Yeah, yeah exactly. Right? So um, <laughs> that that I do wish. But other than that, I I'm just glad that it happened. You know, be be glad that it happened. And depending yeah. on, like Matt said. Let's see what happens next. Let's see what happens next. I mean, people are still behind Biggie. He's still over. But I definitely think that this match uh, at day one foreshadowed what was going to happen on Raw because the whole eight minutes of the match is basically re- revolving around Bobby Lashley versus Brock Lesnar and how they never went one-on-one. And everything that we saw in that match makes you want to see that match. And we're going to yeah. get it at Royal Rumble because Bobby Lashley beat KO uh, Seth and Biggie in a street fight. A really yeah. <laughs> crazy street fight. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, so we're getting Bobby versus versus Brock and, and I'm excited. I, I truly am. Yeah, it's a battle of the guys who ended up going to MMA, right? And then mm-hmm. coming yeah. back to sports entertainment as, as conquering heroes of the sport. I love it. Um, I was like, uh, if, if, if we're going to have a mega, a mega card at the Royal Rumble featuring Bobby Lashley and Brock Lesnar, then I can't really complain over what we saw at day one because yeah. they're really setting us up for a, a bigger show. It's like they're, them one-upping themselves this early in a 2022, and I love it. Exactly. Yeah, and and I think the other piece of it too, like in Stan, you referenced MMA with this one. Like, I think I've, I feel like I've seen this as a dream match for the better part yes. of the yes. last decade. Yeah, with that in mind, so it is cool that it's happening, and I, I hope that I hope that that kind of makes up a little bit for you know what's happening with with Biggie, Biggie. Uh, mm-hmm. you know. So exactly. that's the way it is. But you did you mentioned you mentioned Mari just to touch on it a little bit. 
insane street fight. Like I, I love whenever <laughs> they go up the stairs yeah. and like into the crowd. They destroyed the merch stand, which. Mm-hmm. Disrespectful. There were some perfectly <laughs> good shirts right. on there. What that. if there was a line? Yeah. Yeah. What if there was a line? Like you can't cut the line and put it on the table. and then they want shirts and maybe the, are the shirts worth more now? Are they worth less? <laughs> <laughs> are they worth more because they got sweat on them? I don't know. This is weird. Featuring authentic biggie sweat. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just picturing someone like, oh, hey, could I have the 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 one covered in sweat and blood? Uh, Biggie's sweat and blood, yes. Specifically? Uh, uh, yes. Uh, I mean, people bid for, like, survivor-worn clothing on eBay, right? That's like, so with true. authentic smell from the island. So I'm guessing they would still bid for the sweat-laden shirts from the merch table. Oh my it's god! It's kind of freaky to think about. I never thought about the s- smells from the islands when it comes to Survivor stand, but smells. <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> but yeah, that was a that was a um, great. a great match. So you can you can see all of those. We have a highlight uh, from day one um, in in the the highlights playlist. You know. We also yeah yeah we also got Lashley and Lesnar crashing through the barricade. Uh, we have a clip of. The Biggie Lashley Owens Rollins match, and of course, like we said, Paul Heyman and Brock Lesnar reuniting. Um, <laughs> and the funny thing was, after after Bobby Lashley won that uh, won that that match, they fit they you know they go to Brock Lesnar, and Brock Lesnar says, "I'm going to see you guys on SmackDown" because he's still talking about Roman Reigns. So. Yeah. yeah. I felt, okay. I I don't. Yeah. I don't know how I felt about that. I guess. Like I wish that he would have commented like, "Oh man, Lashley's coming." Oh, I I don't I don't know what Brock would have actually said because like, what does Brock even say anymore? But like the but you know it does seem like they're building up to a bigger storyline, and I would assume that this means that we're gonna get Brock the Brock Lesnar and the Bobby Lashley at Mania, which. That would be. I mean, that could be awesome. I mean, if, or wait, not, that's what I meant. Yeah, I mean, um, I, mean I didn't mean Bobby Lashley. I meant Roman Reigns, of course. Roman Brock Reigns, and okay. Roman at, at Mania. Yeah, that that definitely could be it. I'm just wondering, like, are the with both the belts there? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, people have been, sure. people have been slowly suggesting unification. I'm like, please, I I, I hope not. Um, I I would not like to see unification at all. Yeah. Um, but I, I don't I don't know. I'm very interested to see where this storyline goes. I mean, how this all fits in. Um, you know, down the line, we did we did also find out that um, Roman's next opponent is Seth Rollins. So I'm just kind of like, what is happening? Is there no brand split anymore? Seth Rollins is hilarious because all he did was yeah. just like knock on the door in the Shield theme uh, song, then come in and start so laughing. Much. Yeah, I was like, what is <laughs> happening here? Like, I I am I am so confused, but in a way that I in a way that I'm like. Roman Seth, uh, both heels. Um, Roman versus Brock with a heel Roman and a face Brock. Like it's it's very interesting these the new dynamics, and I think they're doing a good job of at least sowing the seeds for stuff. Mm. Um, so I, I guess it'll be more more clear after after the Rumble, um, or maybe we'll get Roman and Brock at uh, the Saudi Arabia show in February or something like that. I don't know. Oh wow, yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. we're definitely gonna get something big for 
that show. So I hadn't even thought about that. But like, yeah, that's interesting because that's only three weeks, I think. Yeah, three weeks after, after. the Rumble. And a month and uh, about a month and a half before Mania, or about like five or six weeks before Mania. So we'll see. It, it is really interesting to think about the timing of that show just because they do put so much, they have put so much effort into building those shows, having mm-hmm. big matches. And, you know, we saw, big for instance, games. like the, yeah. the we, and it even feels like a blow off to some extent it has in the past with certain matches. And so um, we'll, we'll see. We'll see what happens and kind of how they use that to build to mania. Yeah, because it seems like that Stan, I don't know if you know, but but that seems like that replaced like a elimination chamber or or fast lane, um, basically. Yeah, yeah. I think they yeah. uh replaced it with, uh, replaced the elimination chamber with the Saudi Arabia show in February. Um what I what what I like to look at is how the road to WrestleMania has actually pretty much begun, right? Like Yes. Uh, traditionally, we all back. think right. <laughs> yeah. Traditionally, we think of the Royal Rumble as the beginning point for the road to WrestleMania. But the yep. way things are uh, being done right now, it looks like we're already there. It's right. already begun. And uh, if I'm looking at today, we're recording this on January eighth, right? And mm-hmm. WrestleMania is in April. We still have three months, right, for True. things to fall into place. And sad to say, with the reality of the COVID-19 pandemic, anything can happen. Yeah. So, you know, um, a, a lot of things can be envisioned right now and things could be very different come WrestleMania. So I'm in a position where I just want to sit back and just let the chips fall where they may. Yeah, yeah. And I'm, I'm so glad you said that because it, it lines up with something I just thought of, which is as wrestling fans, especially as huge wrestling fans and people who've loved this for most of our lives, right? Yeah. Like we, um, we're so used to how something is done. Like, oh, that will they typically do it this way. But clearly there are so many shifts in terms of how WWE is doing things and like, and even the wrestling world more broadly. So I'm, I want to embrace that spirit of like sitting back and enjoying it rather than even like, prediction hold on to this thing except for mm-hmm. except for Lita winning the rumble i'm 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 tied yeah. to that i'll be pissed if that doesn't happen but other than that <laughs> um i'm i'm kind of i like that spirit uh Sam yeah. is taking it all in and enjoying it yeah we're in unprecedented times so like yes. we have to <laughs> so sick of hearing that um so you just never know what can happen so very very good good point um yeah yeah but uh, Brock wasn't the only new champion uh, we got um, in NXT 2.0. We kind of lost the champion and gained a check- champion. I, I mean, that's of, how it works. Right? Like, it was, I mean, but in two separate matches. <laughs> um, oh. <laughs> so, <laughs> so NXT had their New Year's Evil event. Um, and, like, right out the gate. So we got Roderick Strong versus Carmelo Hayes for the North American Championship and the, the Cruiserweight Championship unification match. And first and foremost, uh, very good, like, very good, very sound, very technical match, yada, yada, yada. But the build to this match has been so hilarious and just so amazing. I, M- Malcolm Bivens, like, that man is hilarious. He is amazing. And then Hello. Malcolm Bivens versus Trick Williams is just like, what is happening on this here show? I love it. It is hilarious. I, well, I, this yeah. is a great storyline here. The thing I, the thing that I'm appreciating most about that dynamic that you mentioned with Malcolm yes. Bivens and Trick Williams is like this. 
I don't I don't even want to call it the return of the manager, but there was a mm-hmm. it really felt like there's a long stretch where we had like almost no managers. No and managers, maybe maybe yeah. Paul Heyman was around, but I also like, only like one, during yeah. that stretch, Paul Heyman wasn't really around. And, like, <laughs> yeah. and so it's cool that they're recognizing that managers have value. And I get that Trick Williams is is like tag team partner slash manager, but like even better, you know? And so mm-hmm. I I loved that the most. And I, I love that they're both able to to add something to the match just by like, with the emotion that they bring on the outside. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just want to press F for respect for this year Cruiserweight Championship and the yeah. entire division, yeah. you know, with, mm-hmm. with uh, the championship being phased out, being retired once again. Yes. Um, you know, the, the whole division when it came back, right, for the Cruiserweight Classic, it really gave me something to look forward to. Uh, personally, I was rooting for more talent from Southeast Asia, especially mm-hmm. specifically mm-hmm. the Philippines, to be part of the Cruiserweight Classic because, you know, we're genetically not exactly predisposed <laughs> to being like a Braun Breaker or being yeah. a Brock Lesnar, you know. So the Cruiserweight Classic really was our in for the Filipino talent. But, you know, um, props to everybody who represented that division. And, yeah. and represented that that championship. Um, the the cruiserweight division, like especially when it came back, what was that twenty sixteen? Right. It, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, it was it was so great. We got a lot of really good storylines um, from the division, and some some lasting stars. Uh, and two oh five two yeah two oh five live. live yeah wow. Unfortunately, uh, they ended up releasing a lot of the cruiserweights throughout the, these last few years. So it makes sense as to why there's no longer a cruiserweight division. And 205 Live itself, um, from what I've seen, has has not featured, you know, it's, it's a lot right. of women on there now. Yeah. I remember uh, I see Jones is on there calling it 405 yeah. Live. I'm like, that's not how this works. I love the idea of like out of context of like who Marty is. The fact that it almost sounds like she's complaining about women being on a show is like. <laughs> <laughs> right, if you take that snippet. Yeah, it, it just 205 Live seems like more it's been become more of a variety show, which I like. You know what I'm saying? Because, I mean, again, at one point there was no women on 205 Live. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, I, I wonder if they will eventually change the name. Um, but <laughs> I, I, I do. I, I agree with Stan. I mean, it, it sucks that now it gave a whole new different sort of athlete a chance and it's gone now. So uh, again, we never know what happens in the future. Hopefully they'll come back. Maybe one day when they want to actually focus on, on that style of wrestling, we'll, we'll get it back. But as of right now, it made sense. If anything, I kind of would have wanted to keep it uh, a little bit longer just to, because Malcolm Bivens was touting like the openness of it. I would, yeah. I would have loved to see some energy, intergender matches like that. Or some uh, open weight energy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That would have been really cool, but um, it's ran its course. Roderick Strong was a, a great um, champion, sh- champion for it to, um, in Dawn, and mm-hmm. I think Carmelo Hayes winning here was the right decision because Carmelo is on fire right now. Like he's supposed to be a heel, but everybody loves him, and they still boo him too. So it's just kind yeah. of like he is on fire, and it's lending lending credence to the whole "I'm the A champion" thing. He is like mm-hmm. literally carrying two <laughs> belts on his back yeah. right now. Maybe you know, maybe we'll get a new design. I don't know, um, but. That was a good match. And and if you're going to unify two belts, that's how you do it, I think. Yeah. And, and I'll also say, I just love um, not only with this match, but with like with 
like, well, with the next match we'll talk about, of course. Um, and actually with a lot of wrestling, I feel like, like, I love the intentionality of NXT 2.0 where we're getting someone like Roderick Strong who has all this experience and is definitely a veteran. Like, not necessarily someone I would imagine being WWE champion, um, but someone who still has such a valuable role, of course. Like, you don't need to be champion to have that valuable role. And it's cool that he's there to help elevate um, you know, mellow because I, I really felt like watching this match that it was really a showcase of Carmelo Hayes. And of course we got what we saw with um, Roderick, but like we're used to seeing him, him shine. It was cool to see the athleticism from Carmelo Hayes in this one. I love that. Yeah. There's something uh, that, that's just nuts to me that the two top champions in NXT are Melo and Braun, and it gives me yeah. some big Lakers energy. And I hate uh-huh. the Lakers, but yeah. I love oh, LeBron. No. Like, Melo, Braun, wait, oh, yeah. hold up, wrong yeah. sport. Yeah, <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't think that. I don't know if they know if they uh, picked up on that one. So <laughs> that's a good. Hey, maybe that maybe that was intentional. We'll it's hilarious that. to me. It's just it, yeah. I love it. Yeah, and uh-huh. and so with that. Yes. We Braun Breaker finally beat Tommaso Ciampa for the NXT Championship. Like wow. The Steiner this, Recliner. Yeah. yeah. The Steiner Recliner. And then they they released the the video of Rick Steiner at ringside mm-hmm. when he won. Oh, it was so good. I was, I was like, I don't know my god. Like <laughs> man, I I'm I'm excited for Braun. I want to see I want to see what where he takes this championship. You know what I'm saying? Like Tommaso did a great job. If you know, if you're going to be a transitioning champion, if you can even say that's what he was, like Tommaso did the thing. He he gave everything he could to put Braun over, and he just ushered in. It, it was such. It feels like such a smooth transition into mm-hmm. NXT 2.0, and it's because of him. Um, so I, I mean, I, I don't know if he, you know, I don't know what's next. I don't know if they're really like legit phasing out like a lot of the black and gold stars. Um, but Tommaso did a, a great job here. And Braun too. Braun is just a, a, a freak, if you're going to say it. Like, you know, it's just like Kurt Angle energy. Like, sure. Yeah, did you like, just say he's a genetic freak? There it is, <laughs> a genetic freak. Yeah, maybe uh, big Scott Steiner energy. Yes, exactly. Say. Even some like, Rick Steiner energy. I mean, yeah. he had fifty percent chance of winning the damn match, <laughs> yeah. but then the thirty-three point three percent chance of of I don't even. <laughs> oh my god! I, I love I love Braun love Breaker more than I thought that I would. Talk, I mm-hmm. I think like you know something that I I um read and and saw actually a video of I think from an Instagram live um, that had uh, Vince Russo and uh, DDP Diamond Dallas Page on it was DDP this is probably not the first time that this has happened but DDP comparing Braun Breaker to Brock Lesnar and like Mm. I can see that like early career Brock Lesnar there's really no ceiling Mm -hmm. for his like where he could go and what he'll be like and how he'll evolve and so I'm kind of pumped for yeah like LeBron break will be in 10 10 years five years even a few years yeah I think if he he continues to uh refine his like I don't know if I'm I don't know if this sounds crazy but I think he's doing a great job of like staying in his lane like the the way he mm-hmm. delivers his promos are just 
so good and and they feel unique to him but also a callback to uh his uncle and his dad like the switching between the intensity and like the the soft spokenness if he stays in that type of bag he could do wonders i think where some talent uh uh, can stumble is if they're forced to do things that are are outside of their bag. So yeah. I I definitely want to see him as champion. I want to see what he's going to give us as champion. Does that mean I I need to hear him do seven minute promos? Not really. I mean no. I don't think I don't think we you need know. anyone to do that. Anymore. I know. <laughs> yeah. So I, that's what I'm just saying. I just I just can't wait to see what he's going to look like as champion, and then who he's going to fight because there's so much young talent that he can fight and you know Solo Sokoa, Tony D'Angelo mm. and he, there's still some of the old guard around that he could fight. I hate I feel so bad calling them the old guard but they, it, NXT is really trying to make you feel that, that delineation so uh, a Roddy match would be cool too I love what you said Mari about the whole stay in your lane in terms of being a character and yeah. doing yeah. the work because I can make a comparison to John Cena remember when he was a mm. doctor of economics where mm. he really had his own lane as mm-hmm. a character and he just got over really quickly yeah. and then mm-hmm. when he was on the rise and beat JBL for the WWE championship it was a natural way to go but then it was sink or swim time like that's when we really found out what John Cena was made of. And I think Braun mm-hmm. Breaker is in that exact trajectory right now. So right. It's, it's very it's a very interesting time to be Braun Breaker. And like you, I can't wait to see where this goes. Yeah, yeah. and then I, I also think about the fact that Braun Breaker has had this chance, again, the beauty of NXT 2.0, to work across from and with Tommaso Ciampa, who mm-hmm. has the intensity, has the speed, has the power, has the crowd work, um, has the mic work. 17 years that Tommaso Ciampa's been yeah. wrestling, right? And I remember he's, he's like, trained by Killer Kowalski and like a number <laughs> of other people. And so, like, he has the chance to sit under such a great learning tree on top of being a Steiner, like his, mm-hmm. his father and uncle. And so I think that, uh, like, I, I'm not, I don't think we're ready for Braun. I feel like there's something probably clever with the name Breaker that someone could say here, but I don't think we're ready for yeah. uh, how he's going to, uh, he, I was going to say break the walls down, but that's another no. person that we are not going to talk about. <laughs> that's all right. It's um, okay. Yeah. 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 Oh, we actually got some listener questions about this. Uh, so the great Edmo um, asked, was New Year's Evil closing out the old regime? While Mandy was on NXT for a while, yes, this is the second run, <laughs> uh, and Imperium are the old school champs, you have Braun, Toxic Attraction, and Carmelo Hayes leading the new era. I mean, I, I don't think they can make it any blatantly obvious like, that this is, you know, out with the old and with the new. Um, and I, you know, we were all kind of like, okay, they're saying NXT 2.0, what's, what's going to happen? A lot of people were skeptical when the, all the new branding and all that happened. But I think it's fair to say that Matt and I have pretty much like really liked what we've seen yeah. since the, the rebrand because we are major character people. We, uh, I'm sorry if I'm speaking for you here, Matt, but like, I, I love interesting characters or over the top characters. Like that's one of the things in wrestling that I really appreciate when I was younger and even now. So, and I think NXT 2.0 is one of the places where we are just getting 
so much good promo character work and yeah. I, it's it's one of the reasons why it's slowly like really getting up there to being almost my favorite show and not to not to like put us over and say that our way of looking at things is the right way of looking at right. things but i will make the point that and, and this is a point that you could apply to reality tv and social strategy games where you have some people who watch survivor or the challenge and who are really hooked to the people who are really good at the game within the show and then there are people who are just really entertaining to watch and I've always been someone who's loved those characters because it is a show at the end of the day it's meant to entertain exactly. us and so I I mean you know maybe to bring that back to wrestling the analogy would be like really solid in-ring worker who's been on the indies for 15 years versus someone who's like a good worker but more of a character that WWE is building out of NXT 2.0 like you know, different people prefer different things. Mm-hmm. I like a character either way. I like the personalities either way. And I get that, you know, we're not always going to get, you know, the, the, the 16 year veteran or whatever in, in WWE, but um, we don't need that. We just need the entertaining characters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that's a great point you just brought up, Matt, about how different people like different things. And I guess, you know, um, if, if this isn't your cup of tea, then there's, something else that you can watch like we we fortunately live in a time where there are just so many options and if nxt 2.0 is your cup of tea then great right then you've got something that is basically tailor-made for you and when i look at nxt 2.0 and ed most question about Mm -hmm. this being a new era and all that Mm -hmm. i think of one guy and i'm thinking of volta because him being brought over and reintroduced to nxt us is mm-hmm. a great opportunity to slot him in as the next big monster villain for Braun Breaker to, to fight Ooh. against. So uh, um, I, I've been following Walter closely from his time in NXT UK, and I've been mm-hmm. such a huge fan. So yeah. to see his legend be built up like that, and now to have him in NXT US alongside uh, Barthel and Eichner, right? Uh, yeah. Put him and, and, and Braun Breaker in the ring, put them in a story for a month, couple of months. I, I can see the whole big meaty men slapping meat in, in NXT just come to life. Nice. That's a great, I would, I'd love to see it. I, I'd love to see it. I think that'd be a yeah. really good foil for Braun, um, babyface Braun to go up against, oof, the legend, the big, the tall. Um, oh. so. He's so tall. Uh, <laughs> we also got Alex Fias. He asked, uh, we truly have seen the official death of uh, NXT that we knew with a shocking release of William Regal and several other production and writers that were Triple H guys and gals. What impact do we see this having on WWE as a whole and moving forward? Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. I just want to say, like, I think that what I would... Like, okay, I don't want to tell anyone what to do, but what I'm trying to do is kind of just look at it as transition, right? Like mm-hmm. things change. Things will are are changing a lot in the wrestling world right now in yeah. so many ways, even in the last few years, right? And so I don't even look at it as the death of NXT, original NXT, but it's like this is the new evolution of NXT mm-hmm. and it's not the same as what it used to be. I mean, just yeah. like, you know, wrestling isn't Shawn Michaels versus HBK in 1997 in Hell in a Cell. Like yeah. things have evolved and they continue to evolve. And, um, you know, so I don't, I think that this is actually a positive change mm-hmm. because WWE could still have, like they can pick up 
whoever they they could pick up almost whoever they want in the wrestling world, I would like to think, um, just based on what we've seen in the past. And I, I also think that, you know, we might see some of those people who are more experienced, who've been around for a long time, come back, fill in some of those roles, uh, fill in the main roster. We're also going to see these homegrown people. And like the women's division is a great example of what WWE's homegrown talent could look like. Charlotte, Becky, Bianca, the list mm-hmm. goes on and on. Mm-hmm. Bailey, so, so even Sasha to to a large extent, right? And so, yeah. um, I feel I feel good about it. I feel really good about it. Yeah, I mean, honestly, NXT has been. I mean, it's been through so many eras. It, you know, yeah. it was a game show yeah. at one point. So the only difference <laughs> <That's> between <right. laughs> the only difference okay. between now and you know, quote unquote, the black and gold eras is that they are just literally making sure you know that we are angling for a difference you know what i'm saying like the nxt that i watched back in 2015 that made me fall in love with sasha banks is definitely not the nxt that we had just two years ago so um nxt has been in a constant evolution it it always has been and i think we talked about on maybe the one of the last episodes that we have but um you don't compete in something that you don't think that you know you're gonna win you know what i'm saying nxt being like an an almost like an indie style show when triple h and Shawn michaels were running it it didn't work for oh well, well i should let me when it doesn't work in com- i know it doesn't work <laughs> in comparison to having an an alternative product like yes. aw like like in a sense, like, you know, I mean, the same people who are complaining yeah. that NXT Black and Gold is gone are probably the same people who are saying that they liked AEW better than NXT. So, well, like, yeah. if, if you can't compete, make your own lane. And that's what I kind of like about 2.0 because it feels just different than what's being presented on Raw, ah, on yeah. SmackDown, and on AEW. Yeah, and I think, well, I think that there's definitely something, a bigger conversation about, like, this idea of, like, can they compete? Because, like, I think they could, in theory. Yeah, you know, I know know what you're saying there, but I think it's also, like, you know, AEW didn't exist three years ago. We're in a time warp, so let's say three years ago, right? (laughs) And, you know, I, I think it's the right move, especially from what I remember seeing and hearing, and, like, People talk way too much about ratings, TV ratings, like oh, who's yeah, watching talk actual that. TV anymore. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it, like the way that people consume content has changed so much. But, um, you know, the, the thing with that is that, like, so many people were comparing NXT to AEW and they were head to head for a little while. And mm-hmm. AEW's really good at what they're doing exactly. with what they're doing. And exactly. it's their lane and it's for a certain lo- a certain type of wrestling fan not mm-hmm. for everyone just like NXT isn't for everyone but I do appreciate that WWE is like more consistently leaning into the sports entertainment stuff because mm-hmm. like that's what they've been it's it's yeah. And it's entertainment, so let's make a good show. Let's not focus on let's have the best wrestlers because that doesn't necessarily draw the casual fans and the people who want a good show. Like we might appreciate that, all of us, yeah. but not everyone will. Exactly. Yeah, if anything, I think what 2.0 has shown us is that um, you can really create certain characters that are so easy to just get a hold of. You know, like when you mm-hmm. see somebody like Andre Chase, oh, he's the professor guy. Yeah. Right? Mm. Or yes. when you see someone like Grayson Waller, oh, he's the online fame whore. Yeah. yeah. Right? Right? Hey. Or, or so, uh, 
Tony, Tony D'Angelo. Tony D'Angelo, he's the mafioso, yes. right? Yes, so all is. of these characters are so cool. clearly defined. Yeah. Joe Gacy, he's the toxic, screwed up, perverted millennial, <laughs> right? So all, all of these, like, like these are their characters and they're so yes. clearly defined. And that's something mm-hmm. I appreciate from 2.0. But when you say evolution and you link it to NXT, man, all I can think of is evolution is a mystery. Full of change that no one sees. There you go. And, yeah. and again, we're not like, we're not saying that, uh, we're not like denigrating, uh, black and gold, the black and gold. No, no, we're not. Oh my God. Like, that. Yeah, like we know. appreciate it. I, I, a lot of us like it. I know a lot of people, a, a lot of fans, especially very vocal fans, love that era and they don't like this one. And I mean, that's, that's how it goes. That's how evolution goes. So if this is continue. something you want to get off, yeah. you either you, you can get off. Wrestling is for everyone, but not all wrestling is for everybody. So, but also it's like, I, I think the reality too, and, Maybe I'm trying to bring, I'm bringing more of this. I'm trying to bring more of William Regal energy into my life in mm-hmm. 2022. Like just appreciating that it happened because yes, it was great. And the mm-hmm. WWE network still exists and there's, Peacock, yeah, exactly. And you're able to go back and take it in. And if that's what you love, like I, I, um, you know, different people have different favorite matches. Your favorite match doesn't need to be the next match that's happening. It could be the match that happened sure. in 20. 30 years ago and that's completely mm-hmm. fine you could still watch it it's still there so mm-hmm. enjoy that right, and hopefully right. there are no new matches that are happening that you love too yeah no one can take these memories away from you right like I don't yeah. know if you guys were there for uh, takeover at the Barclay Center but that was my very first WWE event in the US uh, the one where one? Gargano and Cole had a two out of three fault match takeover from 2019 like I carry that in my heart of hearts oh, as a wrestling mm-hmm. fan because that was so special to me. It, it was my very first experience of being in the U.S. and watching wow. an actual event that was airing on television as well. So, you know, if, if you love that era, that's fine. You know, no one mm-hmm. can take that away from you. And that's great. That's the best part about uh, evolution as, as as we've talked about. Yeah, exactly. Mine, mine was the North American uh, ladder match. Uh, at oh, takeover, and, and we saw that one at in New Orleans wow. for WrestleMania mm-hmm. yeah. weekend. Oh my god, that match was insane! But yeah, exactly. So like, it, and it, and most of those matches have nostalgia attached to them, which is why you you put your value into them. So you can always go back. You can make new memories with these new characters, or you can, you know, there's so many options. So. Yes. That's what we're focusing on the new year. Finding what works for us. You find what works for you. Hopefully, if you don't hear, if you don't, um, if you don't hear us talking about something that you want us to talk about, reach out, let us know, ask questions, send emails. That's how we'll know what you would want to hear our, our, our thoughts on. And also, you know, hopefully this just makes you want to go out in and find more things that you might yeah. like as well. So, um, yeah, yep. this is we we brand new. We brand this, new. This positivity, acceptance, inclusivity. Yeah. Joe Gacy. Yeah. Joe Gacy. Yeah. <laughs> you, y'all know right. I'm a Joe Gacy fan. Y'all know you know I'm a Joe Gacy. God, we have to bring him. He could be our. He could be our third co-host at this point. Let's make it happen. <laughs> All right, so um, we're gonna just take a little break and uh, we'll get into um, some AEW. Okay, on AEW, we had two much anticipated championship matches. And then, well, those are the ones I knew going into it. And then we, we had a third one. I was like, what is happening? Um, <laughs> so, of course, we got the rematch between Hangman Page, who is the AEW champion, um, against Brian Danielson. I mean, their first match 
what six it was a 60 minute draw right oh my god it's so long yeah um, <laughs> and it's like and it's it, god they did such a good job they like, did well not only with the match but it's weird because like there wasn't I don't feel like there was a lot of a build to yeah, there wasn't of the feud, but like the in, yeah. it's the intensity of it that yes. I've appreciated. So even just like the fact that they had that 60 minute match and I loved what came out of that from Brian Danielson, who I still want to call Daniel Bryan, mm-hmm. where he was just like, well, you didn't beat me. You didn't beat me. So mm-hmm you have to beat me because that's your responsibility as champion. It's not to like not lose. It's to win. (laughs) And you didn't like, you didn't win, uh, which was kind of his angle. And I appreciated that. So it was fun coming into this match. Uh, And then the, the blood was kind of the thing that blew my mind because we don't see that, that well, we don't, we don't see that in WWE, but, we just don't see that that often in modern wrestling. And um, I think that it that also added to the intensity, though. I'm not encouraging everyone to blade and to do blood stuff like keep your blood to yourself. Um, <laughs> but that, you know, that's kind of what was, <laughs> what was on. The yeah. As a medical professional, I'm always <laughs> like I we I'm on record like the blood stuff just does not do it for me, mostly because I think I was traumatized as a child watching Eddie Guerrero bleed. I was no. traumatized by that too. No, yeah. let me tell you, May oh wait, no, 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 no. I was traumatized by Rey Mysterio bleeding on like a SmackDown event that I went to in like early oh May two thousand five. Like it was my birthday and it was not cute. I didn't not blood. <laughs> Hulk Hogan bleeding. Didn't want to see that. <laughs> so blood aside though, this was a great blood match. Aside. I thought I thought it was hilarious that they they kind of tease like another draw. It's like, oh, they hear the judges. Like, oh, like, is it going to be another draw? And then, um, <laughs> and then Hangman got the decisive win. I thought that was really great because I know a lot of people online were like, oh my God, is this going to be another 60 minute match? Um, it, but they did a, yeah. they did a great job. It sets Hangman Page up. He is like, is almost like a double coronation. Like, okay. He's in his bag. He's a champion. And now everybody wants to be like, okay, who's next? Who's next? And um, I think this was great. I think this was uh, Dale Bryan said he wanted to go. He wanted to have these matches, these intense matches. He wanted to help move the needle, you know, and this is this is how you do it. Of course, I love me some cowboy shit. So uh, this was a, a epic match to kick off the TBS era. <laughs> of AEW. I'm still like I'm still like kind of flabbergasted that they're on TBS. Like I don't know how TV deals work at all, but I was like I thought they were playing when they said they were going to TBS or something. I thought it was only for like the hockey season or something. I'm the foreigner here. I'm the guy Jin who yeah. doesn't know the difference between TBS and TNT. So can you, oh, yeah. can you fill me in on this? No, I but, I feel like I barely do either. Exactly. <laughs> like I just know TBS is like that's where the funny is. That's why I like I watch oh. Family Guy and older reruns of like a uh, Big Bang Theory and then TNT is where the drama is basketball and the clothing right. and stuff like that. I don't know if there's a hierarchy. They're both, they're not basic, you know, they're not network. Yeah, they're, they're on network. cable. Yeah. yeah, they're on cable. Yeah. So, um, but I, I honestly, I truly thought they only meant that they were going to be there for the hockey season or something because I know they got 
transition over there when or, or basketball or something. But they're, I think they're they're there now. So I was like, oh okay, just make sure your works. DVRs are set correctly, y'all. I guess yeah. that's a big thing <laughs> to tell everybody so you don't. Or miss else, it. I don't even know what else is on other than like and NBA. I don't know what else is on TNT. Um, so don't yeah. record that accidentally. Yeah, exactly. It was like basketball <laughs> and AEW. So. Um, <laughs> And as, as we enter that TBS era, we got a new TBS champion. So, oh uh, wait, before we do that, I oh, just want to give one last, like, um, especially for this match, like a shout out to Jr. Um, because he did a really good job calling this match. Mm-hmm. And I think he's done a really uh, well. No, he did a good job calling this match because he was away. I think for the the maybe he was away for the last one yeah for cancer treatment yeah for his his skin cancer treatment which of course he has he has overcome um skin cancer now which is great Mm -hmm. news um but i felt like i was listening to jr from like 20 years ago or 25 years ago even which is really awesome because uh, you know a lot of people have criticized his his commentary but he was so spot on and i think he he added to the match in a big way for for me at least so honestly yeah. Unless you're Pat McAfee, I tune it all out. Like, and I tune him out now too. So I don't know. No, I don't know. I honestly like to just like watch the like watch the show and take it in and appreciate it. Because like the thing is, like each commentator sort of influences the energy in a different way. Like Pat McAfee's energy is a big like uh, he has the big excitement energy. I love Pat McAfee, and bad boy that has the mic. You know exactly. And sometimes I'm just not at that level. I'm like, sir. Let me be upset <laughs> about this. Like, not like, no, 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 no. no. In, in my world, I strive to have Pat McAfee energy. Like in whatever yes. job I yeah. do, if I can have Pat McAfee no, I energy. It. I know I'll have done a good job. So <laughs> that man is my hero. I know. He right? just leaves me exhausted, and I'm, I'm just like, let me have a break. Come on, like, let me just watch them. I want like some sleepy wrestling, like calm. Oh my god, like, commentators. No, no, you, you, like you know it's who's golf. really worth listening to? Uh, Excalibur. He's he's somebody yeah. who I really enjoy listening to because you yes. really learn stuff from him. Like you learn about names and moves and why this hurts, where did this mm-hmm. come from, and all that. Like uh, when I was trying to prepare for 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 the role I have right yeah. now, Excalibur was somebody whose work I watched and tried to listen to, just Ooh, pick up nice. some some little details and stuff. So that's mm-hmm. me just being a nerd about commentary and all that. Mm-hmm. But going back to, ho- to 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 Brian versus Hangman, yes, sorry, yeah, I've got to give a shout out to um to Paul White and Mark Henry for being part of that because there's some history between those two giants and Daniel Bryan. Oh yeah, right? yeah, 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 2011, yeah. Mm-hmm. 2011 when Bryan yeah. became world champion for the first time, he pinned Big Show, who mm-hmm. was incapacitated by Mark Henry. Uh, yeah. pay per view, so you wow. know there, there's some connective That's tissue a, there. And yeah. 2012 yeah. Royal Rumble, ten years ago, they were in a three way against one another for the world title. I mean, so there's a bit of history there. there there's definitely history there. Uh, shout out to Jerry Lynn. I'm sure there's some history, but just, I have no idea what Jerry Lynn's connection to Brian. Uh, uh, probably some ROH connection or something like that. Like, uh, but yeah, definitely someone who I think has been underrated in. Uh, in the last couple of decades in wrestling. And so yes. Jerry Lynn, I'm a, I've, I've always been a fan of it. I just want to mention the, the um, epic no bumps, quote unquote, no bumps match with Lance Storm, where basically they didn't take any bumps at all and still had an epic match. And so um, he's a legend. He's a legend. It's on YouTube. Check it okay, out. Okay, I love watching. I, I need like, to see what was on their no notes, bumps. by the way. 
Uh, yeah. You remember the notes that they had? They had these clipboards, clipboards at the show. I wanted to like zoom in and see if there was like some Lord Ipsum <laughs> shit going on there. They should auction those off or something. Or like there's like Big Show's doodling or, or Big Show. Paul White's doodling. You know, you never know. He's like, I'll, I'll be the first to tell you that at these segments where there are like contracts, like I was at a local event where we had this contract signing and then the contract that we used had the lyrics to the Backstreet Boys as I want it that way as the filler text. Oh. Oh my gosh, that's hilarious! That, that like, every contract yeah. in wrestling. Oh. <laughs> I love, I love me. Or I don't remember if I love or hate a contract signing at this point anymore. But I love that. Ooh. I love that. I don't remember. Hate you I, hate them. If I, I just think like correctly. the legal, like we need to respect yeah. the legal profession more. That's what and, it was, yeah. And not put Backstreet Boy lyrics on <laughs> contract. So yeah, maybe I am mad. <laughs> and and everything we're talking about, um, the clips, of course, can be found out found yes. in our highlights of the week. You can see um a little bit of the hangman versus Danielson match. But we always encourage you to, you know, do a little bit, you know, see your own research. There might be some unofficial official stuff that you might find. <laughs> we are not uh uh you know, backing piracy or anything like that. But I'm just saying, like, you know, these are little clips. I don't know what you can find something. I I mean, I'm from the Philippines. I'm absolved from this conversation. (laughs) Yeah. And I don't look, I've never done anything legal in my life. I have never seen Spider-Man No Way Home. So (laughs) no, (laughs) I mean, same, but actually, so yeah. (laughs) Well, I'm pretty sure Stan can give you a link. Anyway, to my ticket, like I don't even know what's called my box office. So we we got a new TBS champion. Uh, So the TNT champion is the uh, the male secondary. title, the men's secondary title, so the TBS championship will be the women's secondary um, championship. I, and, yeah. I, I just, guess. on that, just to, like, jump in on that one, even just what you said, like, I love that it's not the TBS women's champion or anything. Yes. I even caught mm-hmm. myself in taking my notes, like, noting that, like, oh my god, I love that it's just the TBS championship. <laughs> we very rarely get women's championships that are not called the women's championship so that's kind yeah. of unique exactly and it like i remember do you remember what was that like two or three years ago when there was that rumor going around that like oh wwe is gonna take women's champion off of the belts and people got all mad or something like that it was like it it, it doesn't i think we talked about it it's like yeah, it's not that maybe. big of a deal but it it is kind of that big of a deal that at least with the introduction of the new title, you know what I'm saying? That they didn't include it. So I, I don't care either way, personally. I, I really don't like, um, I like, I like to respect the lineages of the belts. And so if it's the WWE women's champion belt or the Divas title, whatever, I, I, I personally, you know, I don't, I don't really care. Um, yeah. but I did like this, this TBS champion, um, the belt, the design. I like that they, I thought, I like that Jade Cargill won. One, um, bam. Bam. bam, bam, bam. If you bam. look at our, our YouTube, you'll see a picture of Jade. Bam, that's great. Ab she has. Bam, <laughs> that woman is unreal, man. That woman's I unreal. Know. One for the former basketball players. I, oh, I really yes. appreciate it when basketball players transition to wrestling. Uh, mm-hmm. You have your Lash Legends and your old yes, bosses from the world. 
Man, Jade Cargill, uh, seeing her be put in this position after the strong build she's had over the last yes. year of her career, right? That rookie year. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I'm happy for her. I'm happy for her success and seeing her daughter in the crowd. You cannot oh, be happy. So you can't be not happy for her, even though she's a villain. Yeah. No, and I, I also love, oh man, like I, so there's so many, so many things here, but one of them is that like, I feel like so much of this past year, I just keep seeing her on Twitter and it's yes, like her all fighting, the time. like not even, I don't want to say fighting with fans, but almost like defending herself against fans mm-hmm. and just speaking up and being vocal. And a lot of it is like about, you know, being a black woman or even just mm-hmm. like being who she is, where she has like a degree in, I think, social, uh, social sciences, but then also a master's degree in like child psychology. So like yep. she, oh, she's, she's like, uh, she's, she's, she's got her stuff together. She's, she, yeah. and she's she really trends like constantly. Yes. She and trends constantly. She like does. new people find her and they're like, Oh my God, who is this woman? I want to know who she is. Oh, I thought you'd say new people find her and they're like, Oh, I hate her. I just want to yell at her. No. Then, but yeah, no, it's amazing. And she's like, she is, uh, I, I think someone who I could see huge things from because I mean, one, she's like a huge competitor, a huge mm-hmm. like person, which is amazing. But also, what? I mean, she's only getting better. She's surrounded mm-hmm. by like some of the best women, arguably in the business right yeah. now. And so, this is I'm I'm a fan. So her and Ruby Soho had a match in the finals of the TBS Championship Tournament, which I loved. It took like months. I think they yes. they started in November or something they did. like that. They did. And this is like this is what I love about like if you're gonna have a tournament and it goes this long, I really like that because it feels like it it gives it a, a longer build, a, a better build, and all all that stuff. So I, yeah. I really like that. Her yeah, and Ruby. And it- it's like a, it's a storyline and it, it yeah. and that's the thing like because the, there are many times where we'll see tournaments that are not actually turned into storylines but just before we even get to the ruby match like we saw jade beat red velvet in the first round yeah kind of in a in a actually it was about a 10 minute match so not like the quick squashes that we that we mostly see from jade because yeah. i saw it somewhere on here i think after the match they mentioned her record in aew's 23 22. and 0. okay 20, yeah, 23 yeah, 23 now. and oh okay. now mm-hmm. right and so um yeah she beat red velvet then went on to beat Thunder Rosa, but not yeah, until was there was weird. like there was a little bit of like a feud and some some yep. anger between them. So that built up. Uh Mercedes Martinez showed up and helped. I was waiting for the shout out, man. So I'm just gonna give the I'm just gonna do this right now. I'm gonna, yeah. I'm gonna you should be on the YouTube because like this is this is what I'm gonna keep doing. Uh, All right. this whole respect, but, respect. And then we got to the Ruby Soho match. So again, like what like I was saying, putting Jade with uh more experienced people, I think is something that'll pay off. Exactly. Exactly. In this match, um, like uh, you know, uh, Jade is still new. She's still getting her the feet under it. So you know, was it perfect? No, it wasn't perfect. Was it uh, serviceable? I think so. I thought it got the point across. I like uh, her and Ruby's chemistry. Um, I, I would, think I would actually. What? I would also say I think it was. It depends what what we're talking about. Like if we're True. talking about in ring work. That's what yeah, that's kind of like what I was saying about like the the some people are like the fans of the in ring workers and some people are fans of the characters and true I don't have a problem with Jade's character but no not can, at all we'll talk more about that yeah like smart Mark Star- Sterling with yes. her I I loved all of that I, the run ins were didn't 
didn't, you know, really affect anything. Mm-hmm. Like didn't take away anything from for me. I thought it was I thought it was pretty good. I think um I think people can be a little bit harder on her. She she's considered a W homegrown talent and I think this I mean this when they announced this this tournament I was like how do you not have Jade win? I feel like this was building to this. Yeah. For the longest, so um, I'm glad it. I'm glad it turned out like this. I can't wait to see what she does. If you're, you know, if the tradition continues and the secondary championship is supposed to be the workhorse championship, yeah. then mm-hmm. let's see her. Let's put her in the ring. Let's get her in in there with as many people as possible. You know, so that's the only way you're going to get better is getting yeah. those reps in. So um, I'm I'm excited uh, for it. Any any final thoughts from anybody about the uh, Ruby? Yeah, I mean, Jade I would, match. I would just throw in like more about Jade, like I, because I went back, um, and you know, this week, as listeners will notice, like we kind of have a more streamlined episode where we're kind of trying out some new things in terms mm-hmm. of that. But I think that also gave me more space to go back and just appreciate Jade more. So I was watching, like, I watched a match from back in August, and then rewatch the tournament matches and like there's her strength her cockiness the character mm-hmm. like and one thing i saw is that she looks to china and yes. to storm from the x-men as inspirations and like you could totally see it. it and it totally makes sense and you know maybe she's not the best quote-unquote in-ring worker but i don't think that really takes away from what she's able to bring as a character and i actually think that that kind of adds to adds her to heat it. because she gets mm-hmm. a little bit of that just that hate from people who are like she's not good enough we don't want this mm-hmm. like I love it we love it just to add to that I'm glad Mari that you mentioned smart Mark Sterling because I think he's yes. such a really interesting addition to the character to the entire package like imagine yeah. somebody like smart Mark Sterling being all smarmy right as a manager but when you see Jade Cargill just dominating the conversation being in charge right like you love to see a strong independent powerful yeah. woman asserting herself against this man in a suit right yeah. thinks, oh, yeah, I've got your career on lock no 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 this is my career you know your place i pay you and and i appreciate that whole dynamic Mm -hmm. exactly so it it can only go it can only get better from here like honestly she's been she's been putting in so much great work over over the years with her character with the back and forth putting her with smart mark it's just been so good to to watch and i just can't wait to see what she does as a champion now and I'm just, I'm just very excited to be. But also, like again, like not and not to not to stress it too much, but also not to understate it. Like, okay, in theory, we'll see her with Mercedes Martinez by her side, 21 year veteran who don't even need to go through that lineage and history. Thunder Rosa, like Ruby Soho. So we're getting these people who will help consistently every single week make Jade better and I mean I I was thinking about this I almost don't feel like that could happen if she's not champion because now you have the top people coming at her as opposed to her challenging you know trying to challenge the the champion which doesn't make as much sense I love I I really am excited for what's going to happen with Jade here yeah exactly um Okay, so and finally, I mean, we got new AEW tag team champions. Finally, finally, Jurassic Express has won the AEW World Tag Team Champions. And uh, Matt, correct me if I'm wrong. Um, 
<laughs> is Austin, aka Luchasaurus, the first Big Brother alum to win no, a major title? No, no, you're wrong. Because <laughs> Mr. Spectacular, Jesse no. Goddard's baby, one of the bad boys of Big Brother season 10, season 11, appearances on 13, 14, 16, 17, 18, 19, Celebrity Big Brother, uh, season 20, season 21, all over the place. Jesse Goddard's won the TNA Tag Team Championships twice, so... Oh, okay. I think I'll give counts. you that, I guess. I think that counts. Yeah, that counts. Okay. I know. So I, that I, means I, all I the big people. three of the CSS Big Three reality shows are represented, right? So you have John Morrison, wow. Survivor, Amazing yeah. Race, Robert Stone, and yeah. then Big Brother, Jesse Goddard, and, and yes. uh, Luchasaurus, right? Wait, Robert Stone was on Amazing Race? Yeah, yeah. season 25, alongside uh, Brooke Tessmacher. Yeah. Brooke, Wait, they almost what? won. They, they were they, they were fourth place. Like I binged yeah. that season last year, and I loved it. I loved it's them so, so much. I watched it in the real time, and I still remember it. And I should pro- season twenty nine. I need to watch that again because I've been on an amazing race. Season twenty nine? No, no, 25, 25. 25, 25. Okay, I think I missed yeah. it. With me and Amazing Race, like I I watch two seasons. I get it. I skip. I watch a season. I skip. It, it, oh, it took 20- a global pandemic to get me back into the Amazing Race. Yeah, I now I'm curious. Yeah. I'm uh, now I'm like, okay, I could watch because I'm like, how did they film this this show? What was the what was there a hook of that season? Like, what was there a hook? Uh, was it well, for me? The hook was they went to the Philippines. No. So. <laughs> <laughs> like, because I I remember That's I watched it. that was why I watched too. No, I don't know why. I don't remember the hook because I remember I watched the reality stars one. I watched the blind date one. I watched the the strangers one. It's been a minute. I now yeah. now I am so I'm looking confused. it up. I I can't remember yeah, if there please. was any particular hook. I don't think there really was. Yeah, I I don't Probably think there not. was. How did we go this long, Matt? Why didn't you say anything? I mean, you two are part of the whole reality TV network, so that's on YouTube. Uh, uh, Yeah. Look, okay, here's what I'll say. Here's what I'll say. Like, Robert Stone is such a different, um, a different, such a different character than when he was Robbie E with like the Jersey Uh Shore (gasps) style thing. And also, time. He yeah. was Robbie E. Yeah, Smarty. one and only. What? Yeah, and, and he this brought so that bad. whole dude bro persona <laughs> to the Philippines, all the way to the Philippines, where they, uh, where, you know, where they made it to, to the Amazing Race twenty five. It was there. It was all there. I am like flabbergasted right now. I did not. Bring I did not. I could not tell that that was the same guy. <laughs> hey, yeah, the one yeah. fist pump, fist pump. <laughs> okay, wait. Know, that was. Oh I'm God, just getting my jersey. Like, whew, maybe he's yeah. hiding it all under that suit. I just didn't realize. No, 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 he's he's much leaner today than he was okay. back oh when he God, was running. This is hilarious. I'm right. like, sorry. If anyone, you know what? I'm not going to apologize for laughing so loudly into the mic just because this is hilarious and. Yeah. This is um, great. This is so I love funny. He's a oh, wow, Mari. I thought you were just like, like, how are you have a wrestling podcast and don't know who Robbie? I'm sorry. I'm kind of bad with faces when it comes to like. He's been wearing sunglasses though for the most part, and he actually wore a lot, he wore sunglasses back then too. So yeah, did, did he also he have that, that blind too. spot in your wrestling I'm fandom? So confused. Yeah, I mean, don't, I don't expose her, Stan. 
No, no, no. What Mari I'm has is, been I, watching I consistently you. forever. She has yeah. watched every single week and has never missed. No, I never TNA, missed wink okay. a show. We, I've said on this podcast that TNA, I've, I've not, I've dipped in and out at best. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, but I knew who Robbie E was. I mean, like that whole aesthetic was a yeah. thing, you know? Yeah. But I, did, a, I couldn't even yeah. tell. I could not tell. But again, no, I was a big really fan. I was a big fan it. back then of, of, um, Sometimes. Or at least, like I watched a good amount of of TNA at that time too. So I don't blame yeah. him. He, he is leader, so it's kind of hard to put it together. Like when you think of him right. as Robbie E, I guess, or that guy from Amazing Race twenty five. So so that plays across my mind. He looks shorter, shorter in NXT too. I mean, there are bigger people. Yeah, Maybe that's what it is. I mean, wow. we have the Walters and Trick Williamses, right? Yeah, like walking around. Okay, we we well, just gone a good actor. By, by oh no, that's on my track. mind here. But watch so, yeah, the amazing so, race. <laughs> congratulations to Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus for yes. getting their championship moment. Oh yeah, they they had a really good match against um uh, the Lucha Brothers. Unfortunately, Phoenix got injured during the that match. That was nasty. That was yeah. Nasty. Uh, they they did say yeah. that his his arm wasn't broken. It was just like badly dislocated, which so is insane. Yeah, which is insane I mean, because, like, on the YouTube version, which is in our clips, like, uh, thankfully, uh, uh, like AW edited or they blurred out the his his arm, so mm-hmm. you don't see it. But I was like, wait, and I searched it, and I'm I regret seeing what happened. Yeah, like, why would you do that to yourself, man? Because yeah. I was like, I was really confused. I was like, wait, I don't, I didn't realize, I didn't know, um, like what the injury was when mm-hmm. I saw so I was like, I need to watch it. This is a wrestling podcast. This is what right. we do. And it uh, reminded me it. of of Sid Vicious and the his oh, Sid's leg when he jumped. But that's oh. why I was so shocked that that um that Phoenix didn't break his arm. So hopefully he's able to come back soon. Um I mean just we'll rest. Rest, yeah. you know what? You injuries know, suck. Time. You just want people to get better. That's it. Injuries you know suck. Yeah, injuries do suck, and um, we definitely want to get better. And I, I think the the big thing is like, uh, yeah, we we God, that that was like gruesome to watch. I would not recommend looking up the injury. Is what? Oh no, I'm, no what go, I'm getting please, at. please yeah, look please it up. If that, that turns you on, if that's your thing, <sighs> go right ahead. Yeah. If you're a wrestling podcast, do it. Don't do it. No, don't listen to Stan. He doesn't know what he's talking about. Don't watch it. <laughs> so, congrats. So they're they're the yeah. new champions, and it again, it felt like it felt like one of those things that paid off. Like this is something that we've been building towards for years. It feels like so. I'm so excited for them. They are Lucha, uh, Lucha Luchasaurus, uh, Austin. So happy for you. Uh, Jungle Boy oh. Jack Perry is amazing. Like, just such a great, like, person to root for. Like, you just feel like he's, like, the consummate underdog. So you always, like, want to root for him. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, Jurassic Express winning the titles. Uh, I'm so, I'm very happy for them. And I'm, I'm excited to see what, what happens. Okay. So we got to talk about it. I, I don't, I just, I don't feel like it. But we got to talk about it. Um, we have to talk about the the big swole Tony Khan situation. Like it's all anybody has been talking about for the last week. It's been a week, and you know if you if you follow me on Twitter, I've been like tweeting about it. You know, um, retweeting. I think it's a really big conversation to have um, for on multiple levels. Like it's kind of really crazy to me that a podcast where uh, Big Swole, if you if you don't know Big Swole. 
uh, a wrestler. She, her, her, her contract in AEW had just expired and run out. I think at the end of last year, she announced she wasn't coming back to AEW. Yeah. And then she did her own podcast. She has her own podcast. Um, I think on the Colin app, I think it's, it's called. And she talked about her time at AEW. Um, she talked about, she talked about a lot of things, of course. Yeah. Thank you. That's a, a great picture of Big Soul on the screen. If you're on our YouTube account, she talked about a lot of things, but of course, of course, the one thing that was cherry picked, um, from the podcast was she had just said that AEW has a diversity problem. And she, she listed some suggestions as to yes. how they could, um, divert, diversify. And then people took it and ran with it, and it just created a huge. I, it's a shit storm. I, I hate to say yeah. it, but it was a, a shit storm on social media, yeah. and it just really felt like a pile on. Because in that in that podcast, I listened to the podcast. Like she, mo, like a, like ninety percent of that podcast was like praise. You know, it was praise. Yes, praise literally. Value. More than ninety yeah. percent, even like ninety nine percent. Even in what she was saying, that was like critical. Yeah, it's not from a place of like let me drag them down. It's like it was literally the framing of like here's how they can be better. Exactly. And if we're not able to take feedback, constructive feedback, especially from people who aren't represented in leadership. I mean, and this isn't even a wrestling thing. This is for our world. Like, yes, exactly. what, like that's our problem to deal with. And, and, you know, what we saw is that Tony Khan did not take the feedback the most well. He decided to take a dig or make a, take a dig at a shot at, at, um, Swole and her ring work, even though he didn't seem to have a problem with that when she was under contract and not talking about diversity. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I also think that because I did listen to the podcast too. Yeah. Um, and and one thing I'll just say, by the way, is that like Fightful did a good job, like including a ton of transcripts from the podcast with Swole. Yeah. We definitely I'll I'll make sure that we link to the Swole podcast in our in our show notes, because like even though they did a good job with the transcripts, the problem is every single headline is basically including Fightful is like Big Swole says AW lacks diversity and right. that's like not even the key not point even of what though. she was saying but if people yep. only read that headline and response to that which is what most people do well we kind of have the the storm that we've seen um since uh since she made those comments and since Tony Khan and others have responded Exactly. I I was trying to look up Tony Khan's tweet here real quick. Yeah, I I thought about that. And then, I mean, you don't want to pull it up. No, I'm just like, yeah, actually, yeah, bring it up. Because the thing is, what my here's here's how I feel. Um, Just to break down kind of what Swole was saying beyond what Mari mentioned, even is that she made a really great logical point. And I actually want to shout out another podcast that I've listened to for years. It's, it's, I feel so weird saying the name because I know Mari is going to be like, what? It's the Going in Raw podcast uh, with, it's hosted by two guys, Steven Larson, who have like a big fan community and some of you probably know, know them, but um, it it is two white guys, but they were talking about the um, situation. They did a really great job breaking it down. And, you know, some of what they were pointing out um, from what Swole was saying was like, you have the talent that you hired on, and this is what Swole said, you have the talent you hired on. 
Now you're hiring on more people. You're bringing in the Brian Danielsons. You're bringing in Adam Cole. You're bringing in all these people who then lead to the people who've been there not having TV time. And the, mm-hmm. one of the points that Swole is making is like, if I'm signed to this major company, I should be on TV. Like, use me. Don't sign me and have me sit around. And then this is like, this is where I was thinking a little bit about WWE and, and releases because mm-hmm. we do look at those negatively, but also sucks to sit on the shelf and to not be able yeah. to work and then not have the option of even like going out and doing other things. And so I, I kind of see right now, AW sweeping up so much talent and I think they just need to slow down and focus on who they have because you have people like Swole and others who want to be used and are taking a back seat, even if they're on like YouTube, like they're taking a back seat to all of these bigger stars that are being signed. And it's a valid yeah. point. Like when you have a company that doesn't have the writing team that WWE does or the structure that WWE does, the and it becomes yep. like pitch to Tony Khan and tell him what you want to do and go ask, like that doesn't work for everyone. And that shouldn't have to be how it is. People should, if they're signed, there should be a plan. You should, they should be booked. And uh, I, I get where Swole is coming from in large part with, mm-hmm. with, um, with this, there's so much I have to say about this, but I'm going to stop talking for a second. Yeah, no, no, no. You right on. Like, uh, so I was just talking about why she she just didn't re- resign because she just said her her piece was being disrupted, and she knew that yeah. you know so when you realize that you don't you're not into something or something needs to change, then you do you know you you do that. And again, she she also talked about how much. Uh, she really liked Tony and how much of a great guy he she, he was, and she gave an anecdote about like uh, how he would he would take them out to dinner and and stuff like that. It was just so much like really good good like critiques and good stuff that we could have talked about to open like the doors and stuff and and make AEW like better. Like anything, everything can always get better, y'all. Like it, you know what I'm saying? Like there. Things can yeah. always get better. If you you can critique things that you love, you know, you can have constructive criticism. You don't need to go at some, you know, defend something so so overwhelmingly when it's just a a harmless critique. And, and that's what I felt Swole had. But the reason why this really kind of just got out of hand was because Tony Khan responded. Um, the top two AEW execs are Brown, me and Mega, Jade Bowens, Caster, Dante, Nyla, Isaiah, Mark. Quinn, all won on TV this month. Their TBS title tournament has been very diverse. I let Swole's contract expire as I felt her wrestling wasn't good enough. Um, and then he goes on to plug Rampage and the Street Fight. Um, this I, was just, yeah. yeah. And what, were, what are your what were your thoughts when you? Saw I was just that gonna say that was just insanely disrespectful and not necessary. And I, and I also, I mean, I kind of want to laugh too because somebody pointed out like you were able to name every black or brown person in that tweet who won and you still had enough like characters to then plug your show and like just like that's not the <laughs> that's not the flex you think it is but um, also but, it's yeah. like it's like compare like look at look at and and not to make the comparison but it's an easy comparison to make because we've talked about this a lot with WWE mm-hmm. Bianca Belair mm-hmm. Big E Lashley mm-hmm. 
the yeah. list goes on and on of all of these black performers who have not only like it's not about getting wins like but right my question for Tony Khan is who's in those featured spots who is the show built around are any of your black performers in like being built around in the show um, um how could you do more how could you do better and you know what i what i just think about is like you you have to the, the thing that got me with this was it's about power because at the mm-hmm. end of the day, you know, he's not tweeting that to someone who has more power than him. He's tweeting that he's, or tweeting that about someone who has more power. It's about someone who he feels like he could kind of punch at. And, and I will say, I don't think that, I mean, I wish that the tweet were deleted uh, by this point, which is like one thing, but I would, I think I would say too, I don't think that this means that they won't. It, it concerns me about their prospects for like more diversity and understanding it. It also bothers me that like she's clearly talking about her identity and experience, it's which true. is as a black woman and being a brown person. I mean, being a brown, being uh, like a, a brown person, of, person of different types or even a person mm-hmm. of color of different, like all of us have different experiences, but in particular being a black person in the United States is like so much different that that's really weak and shows a lack of understanding of like race and dynamics and power <laughs> dynamics and privilege in our country. But that's a, you know, that's that a conversation for another time. Or maybe this time. Yeah. Real quick, Stan, like people, diversity, inclusion and equity be kicking y'all asses. Those are yeah. three different things, y'all. Diversity, inclusion, equity. Yeah. Three different things, mm-hmm. first and foremost. So naming off your black friends, that's not a way <laughs> to respond to people say you have a lack, lack of diversity. Like, I don't care if it's Tony Khan or, or who else. Like, that's yeah, not yeah. how you, you say, oh, we're diverse. Having those black bodies there is not the end all be all. You have to, like Matt said, you have to, do they get equity in their creative process? It sounded like Swole did not. In her experience, she said, she felt like it, 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 it did not, she did not. Like, do they get the, the, those top spots? Are, is stuff being built around them? Like Matt said, like, and yes, it's like so many, it's just so many layers. It's really kind of annoying because once Tony did this tweet, not only that, not 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 only did he list his his friends, but he also took a dig at her on her way out, like, oh, you couldn't wrestle that good, which opens the floodgate for your millions of fans to then attack this lady because they're like, oh, well, if Tony Khan can say it, then I can say it. Like, what but, on God's but, green earth made yeah. you think that was okay? Like, they need to get a PR team. They need to get something. And I still haven't seen an apology by Tony Khan. And yeah. then, sorry gonna keep going this puts his current black talent in a pickle especially those people he just named because yeah now those now those that black talent either has to come in and defend him like Hobbs did or they have to condemn them like Leo Rush Rush did um but no matter what so now Leo Rush is getting um heat because he he ended up uh saying he talked to Tony he quote unquote back down so people are like you gave up then you got Hobbs releasing a full press release saying how he was he was treated and basically invalidating Swole's um, Swole's experience which then people are going at him it's like now your black talent are receiving heat on your behalf and you still have not issued an apology Tony Khan and I'm just and then Uh, you had um, what's his face the, the backstage guy talk about how he's like 
a backstage extra talent. I'm like, this is stupid. Tony yeah. Khan, you should have apologized. You should have ever sent the, t- the tweet. And no, I am not an e-drone who is just using this to yeah. get back at Tony Khan. I am a no. black woman who has yeah. experienced stuff like this in my personal yeah. work history. Yeah. And I don't appreciate the way that uh, Big Swole is being, tr- being no. treated. I don't care yeah. if WWE would have done this. Do you understand the amount of vitriol they would have gotten? You know what I'm saying? Like, especially for me, like, I just don't, I, and saying that people are using this, they don't really care. They're just using this to shit on AEW. No, No. I'm a black fan. I'm a black wrestling fan. This did not sit well with me. And to me, it's kind of like spitting in my face and saying, you do not care about my feelings. And to invalidate somebody's um, experience who wasn't even going at you like that just shows the level of immaturity immaturity is not there for you to, to own your own company. But I, yeah, and I, I kind right. of just want to like, I don't know, Stan. Oh, no, I, I was just going to say, I kind of want to let, and I'm curious, I know Stan has, I'm sure has a lot to, a lot to add to this. We are going on and on and on because like, I think for me, and I love what you said, Mari, um, just to kind of like widen it or bring it down to earth a little bit is that like we, um, you know, this is personal for us because like we experience stuff like this in our day to day lives, mm-hmm. uh, in our careers mm-hmm. where people and I love what you were saying about diversity, equity and inclusion and, and these being different things and things that people need to work on. And like also just the fact that like, don't, like, just listen, listen, that's all we're asking. Right. Listen. And I like we want to cheer. We want to cheer for you. We want the wrestling world to be amazing across the board. And I think it can still get there. I don't take this as a reflection of like the progress that can be made, because I think that it could be made, especially with these conversations, which is why we're talking about it. Um, mm-hmm. Like we're not, you know, we're not doing it to put anyone down. Um, but yeah, man, this is, this is rough, 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 rough one and uh it hits close to home it really does it does i, I just want to start off uh what, what i have to say by acknowledging everything you said mari because i think that's a lot of powerful stuff um totally. i think that uh these are things that need to be said especially since you stood up for yourself as a black wrestling fan and as a black woman right yeah. and these are mm-hmm. things that i can't speak for uh, yeah. as a man as an asian you know so uh our ex- I, I recognize how different our experiences are um at the same time uh the whole thing about being validated i think is something that a lot of people can relate to and i'm going to probably try to put it into a personal context where yeah. you mm-hmm. leave a company that you were with regardless of whatever industry that is let's say you're, you're talking about healthcare you talk about corporate or journalism exactly. or whatever the hell you're you're in right and you on your way out you do an exit interview and that's basically where you have free reign to say whatever you have to say about your experience in the company and to have your experience invalidated and to have a very harsh, not even a critique, but a very harsh, I I guess, assessment for lack of a better term of Mm -hmm. your performance uh, be aired in a public forum by somebody in that position in that company that you were on your way out of. um, It hurts. And I know that from my own experiences because something similar had happened to me. So when I saw that happen, I was like, I I probably don't know everything that Big Swole is going through, but I understand the whole being validated bit and uh, Mm -hmm. having this type of, um, for lack of a better term, shitstorm where people are now (laughs) coming after you because, you know, somebody like, like my experience was somebody said shit about me on a Reddit thread. 
yeah. because of the nature of my work where I am a, a little bit of, I'm something of a public figure myself. You, you are. <laughs> <laughs> Radio personality. Yeah, all of it. Yeah, <laughs> not to like inflate my ego. Like, like I, I know what it is to have somebody write about yeah. me on Reddit and say that, you know, he, he's talking shit. Uh, his mm-hmm. experiences are invalid. That hurt me. So I know what right. it is for somebody yeah. like Big Swole to go through that. And I empathize with her. I empathize with that situation because it sucks. Nobody has, n- nobody should have to go through that. And, and, and I, I, I agree with what you said because I empathize with that pain because that experience does have pain rooted in it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I guess I'm trying to think about like, you know, cause I, th- and I think that this is a valuable conversation that obviously a lot of the, uh, mainstream, more mainstream wrestling podcasts can't have probably mostly because of their demographics of who's hosting and or because they just don't know the the extent that this matters or the severity of this, but it makes it really difficult for um, not to make it about us specifically, but as wrestling fans, it makes it really difficult because like, I, and this is something that we experience all the time in media. Like I, like in early, wow, this was last year at this point, you know, in June hosted Black Voices of RHAP, which was about reality TV and representation right. and blackness and our podcasting. And like something that, that sucks, frankly, is that as Black people, but even more broadly as people of color of all of our identities, right? We have had to settle for the representation that we've had. And when people say, or when we raise our hands and say, hey, this isn't okay, we're kind of told to like eat our damn Cheerios, as Mari would say to her son, right? (laughs) And so like, I just kind of think that I, I, I really, it makes me sad because I don't see an avenue to actually be heard by Tony Khan, especially in a world where he hasn't apologized or, um, you know, deleted the tweet or anything like that. And it, it, it's sad because like we love wrestling and we want to love wrestling. And, um, but it's hard to, when we feel like personally invalidated and like Mari, especially from your perspective, what you're saying as a black woman, it's like, how could we watch this without thinking about this and feeling like this is not for me because I would have said the same things that Swole said, but clearly it wouldn't have been received or listened to in the way that it should be. Yeah. Yeah. It was just very, very disappointing. And again, like still having your talent, I I, I think that's what really got me to like, that, yeah. Putting them in that your, yes, putting your talent in that position. Like mm-hmm. nobody wants to be uh, as a black person. Yes, who is who? You know, as has seen that nobody wants to be put in that position. You you see no. your your coworker is is talking to your boss about diversity, about inclusion, and then your boss is like, "Well, look, like if someone's like, well, Mariama's fine with it.' Yeah, I'm like, wait, what? Um, uh, like <laughs> you it, have to say something." Yeah, yes, it, it puts you in a spot to either say something or to take a side or it puts your livelihood at risk. You know what I'm saying? Because then like if you don't side with your boss, then do you get fired? Do you get demoted? Is and there you're, your you're, affected? Yes, you know? And you're already like, and you're already fighting the perceptions of being seen as like an angry black woman or angry black yeah. woman or even like 
all that goes along with being a woman or being a black person, just like to separate those identities out and like remove the intersectionality aspect. And so you're already dealing with that. Yeah. And then this. So and then this. Uh, and then look at Jade. Yeah. Jade won Jade won the TBS champion. Oh uh, yeah. We've been talking about how this was basically tailor made for her. She wins. Now the discourse is, oh, they put it on her because she's black. Because of the whole thing, you know. I, which I don't like. They've or, been building to it, right? They've been so, building toward it. It's it yeah. just made more. It made sense. Like it, I, I would have, you know, I've been. I would have been more shocked if she had lost. And so yeah. it, it's now reducing her win to just the color of her skin. It's either it's either oh she just she just won because she's black because like they want to blow this over or it's um you know or it's like um what's the other thing um. She she just won because she's black, but also it's like oh, like they're trying to appease, you know, they're, they're trying to appease people. Well, you know, it's just so weird. I just thought I just yeah. thought it put it put the people still there in in in, in a horrible position, yeah, like, to, a horrendous position. To kind of shift this to like um, not more of a positive because I think that it's important that we that we said what we said. Um, like what feels good to me is that I don't like as a wrestling fan that we have um, that even the three of us, um, but like Mari, that we have this space from week to week to have these conversations because otherwise yeah. like we're, we're not having these conversations truly. Maybe we're interacting on Twitter a little bit with people, but like mm-hmm. we're not really having the space to kind of like go through the therapy of talking about it and breaking it down. And one of the things that I love and I'm excited for, hopefully as we like dive into this season is to bring in more people who kind of get it. Like Mm -hmm. whether it's like specifically black wrestling podcasters or other wrestling podcasts or others who just kind of get it and like value Mm -hmm. these things and realize like, um, that these things matter because like we know that we're not crazy we know where we're yeah. coming from but it's it's like good to be able to bring in people who also get it and who also kind of like want and need that community of like hey we are in this together and maybe this kind of sucks but like it's 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 awesome to know that we we get it and we're we get each other and you know we can push for progress together because like that's the only way you can make change when you have that collective action, that collective voice, even speaking up and doing something. And I hope that we can be part of that collective voice and kind of like, not to be dramatic about it, but like link arms in a way with like the people who believe the same thing and like actually speak up and make change because like what Swole said was on point and um i'm not forgetting that or leaving that alone anytime soon and and i'll you know i I know that we'll push for that as as often as we get the chance to right Mm -hmm. all right i think that's fun i don't don't want to start again i don't want to start again because i'll go for another 15 minutes Uh, (laughs) inclusivity joe gacy (laughs) (laughs) acceptance stan it was so great to have you back um you know, we would love to have you back as often as possible. So if we call, pick up our calls, please uh, <laughs> tell the tell the people where they can find you. Yeah. Uh, let us know what you're working on. Let let them let them know where where you can um, what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Hey, I, I appreciate every time you hit me up and ask me to come uh, and, and join you on the wrestling wrap up. I'll never say no to any invites, even Ooh, though it's past midnight where I'm at. 
I love it, man. I, I love it. Just, <laughs> yeah. just hanging out with you yeah. here on the podcast. Uh, but if, uh, if, if you're a Filipino and you're outside the U.S. and you want to check out uh, WWE premium live events in our native tongue or in one of our native tongues, uh, Tagalog, you can check it out on the WWE Network. There's an audio option where you can choose Tagalog and you'll hear my voice alongside Carlo Pamintuan, who does play-by-play. So, uh, we're really happy to be part of the WWE's first ever Tagalog or Filipino announced team. Uh, it, it's um, a dream job for me, and I can't believe I'll be calling the Royal Rumble in a few Ooh. weeks, and then you know every, every show thereafter. So you can check out WWE commentary in Filipino on the WWE Network for only nine ninety nine. So go check that out. Um, outside of uh, my work with WWE, I uh, took part in a documentary about my heritage as a Chinese Filipino. You know, we talked about representation. And it's something I really, really value as well. And I was really fortunate to be part of something like that. It's called Chinese by Blood, Filipino by Heart. If you want to know about our story, you can check that out over on Facebook and on YouTube. Just uh, look for that title, Chinese by Blood, Filipino by Heart. And um, I, I still do the Wrestling Wrestling podcast here in the Philippines where it's it's basically what we do here on the Wrestling Rehab Up, except for the for a Filipino audience. And, you know, we're not as lucky to have female voices on the show. So I, I think that, you know, the Wrestling Rehab Up has that over the Wrestling Wrestling podcast and everything else that I do from the voice work um, and the TV work, you can check that out on my link tree. Uh, it's linktr.ee slash stance, he says. And finally, um, I don't know if you know of this supermarket called Seafood City. It's a Filipino-owned supermarket in the U.S. I recently uh, joined them as their in-store voice. So oh, uh, if, if you hear the in-store ads in that supermarket in both Tagalog and in English, I'm the male voice that does those plugs. So that's pretty cool that you know my work from here in the Philippines is able to make it onto the U.S. It just blows my mind still. <gasps> Wait, what's that it. grocery store called? Uh, it's Seafood, Seafood City. City. Oh, man. Okay, yeah. wait. I have a That's special so cool. request for any... I have a lot of requests now. So, one, if you are a Seafood City customer, patron, uh, <laughs> go like take out your phone when you hear Stan's voice and just record the ceiling and just send us that video. Um, if you are not in the U.S. and you are listening to Stan's so commentary, record your screen. Not for too long, because we don't want anyone to get in trouble for copyright issues. But record your screen. <laughs> Send that over to us. I'm not um, officially endorsing this request, by the way. No, no, but like I think, like if you do for like ten seconds, you know, it's I think they excuse it. Like it's, it's more of like an aunt or uncle type of move. Like a so like a, oh look, it's Mari on TV. I should yeah. start recording this podcast on my phone. I'm over here, but no, you're you're awesome, Stan. And like, thanks for being here and for your enthusiasm being part of this podcast. And like, of course, we will have you on as often as possible. Thank you for also um, hopping on um, and being our first guest of of the new year. And I think it's time. I guess this is where yeah. we plug ourselves. So this I will do some plugs. Plug I'll yes. plug some things. I'll plug some things. Um, so I mentioned Podcaster Mafia, which I really don't want anyone to watch because it was. <laughs> So uh, it's like four hours. It's probably too long. I'm pulling it up right now. Don't yeah, do it. pull it up right now. Um, I'll, you know what? I'll link to it in the show notes if anyone's curious just to make it easier, but definitely don't watch that. Um, and also linking to all the things that Stan mentioned in the show notes as well. Beyond that, um, this week I was on the challenge wrap up with yes. Ali and Brian and had so much fun. I actually need to go back and listen because it was like, so much chaotic energy and all over the place, but like I 
had so much fun doing that and um, talking about the challenge All Stars 2. Um, and I'll actually be podcasting about the challenge All Stars 2 again next week on the reality podcast um, about the finale. I think that's the finale. So, mm-hmm. um, so that's coming up. And the last thing I'll mention is that um, I have a podcast which hasn't actually, I guess, officially, we haven't officially announced it, but I just like to plug it at the end of these episodes for the, the real ones. Um, it's called yeah. Pod Friends, and it is me having one on one conversations with podcasters in this RHF universe. Of course, at some point, you know, I'm trying to get Stan C on, I'm trying to get Mari Forth on, mm-hmm. and we're going to make things happen. Um, and it's premiering on January 16th on RHF. So um, if you want to follow along with that, you could, of course, follow me on social media at Matt Scott GW, but even more follow pod friends at Hey Pod Friends um, on social media. So I'm happy. I have a lot of good fun plugs um, to start the start the year off. But yes. Mari, where are you? Yeah. Where can people find you? What are you up to? Um, um, tell us, tell them where to show you the love that you deserve. <laughs> I just wrapped up. Oh, we we wrapped up the final season of Insecure over on Post Show Recap. So uh, just uh, go to postshowrecaps.com slash insecure and you can find we did the farewell season, season five. We covered um, all 10 episodes. Uh, it was very emotional as it is one of my favorite shows. And um, to be there to cover the last season was amazing. I was joined by uh, Chappelle and Latanya. And a, a, a whole host of great guests. So go check that out. Um, if you, you know, especially if you've been binging into Pure, go check it out. Uh, other than that, you know, we'll be popping up on some things. I'll be popping up on some things a little yeah. later, you know, uh, at the, the Royal Reality TV. Yeah. The Royal Rumble, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, Reality TV is coming back. And so hopefully I can pop up on some of our, our favorite uh, Reality TV show podcasts. So uh, just go uh, uh, follow me on Twitter at Mari Talks Too Much to like the number two to figure out where I will be showing up um, next. All right. So uh, other than that, go subscribe to the Wrestling Rehab yes. podcast by going to uh, com slash wrestling feed. Uh, that way you can easily subscribe to us on all of the platforms. Please rate, review, and subscribe. And like we said, like we want to hear from you. Go follow us on Twitter. Go send us an email, you know, tweet hashtag wrestling wrap up we want to hear your feedback tell us what you want to hear us talk about um i hope we hope you guys like the new format uh give us uh what your thoughts on it we'll be tweaking it like matt said we're hoping to have um some more guests um new guests knowledgeable guests so um stay tuned it's going to be a great season i don't need we still don't know if we're doing seasons or not but it's going to be a great uh road to wrestlemania hop aboard on the road to wrestlemania with us uh, <laughs> I was so, like, "Where's this? Where's this?" I thought it was going to be an analogy of some sort. Hop board our train, our boat, our our plane, whatever you want to hop board on. Uh, We're whatever, going to be going the motorcycle to WrestleMania. To yeah, <laughs> in theory, not actually. Well, who knows? Who knows? We might end up there. And because no, Mari's going to win the Royal Rumble. Dallas. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, other than that, everybody, just remember, uh, wrestling is for everyone, but yes. not all wrestling is for everyone. Have a good one. Bye. Watch out for any flying elbows. Peace. Peace.